0: let What <laughs> well, we can't talk about is Axel <laughs> From Twisted Metal. Yeah. How did how a did great his, character. how did his um, vehicle work? Because <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, in my mind's eye all I see are
1: two big tires
0: <laughs> and then a man sort of crucified between them and so that his toes drag forever on the dirt and he it's like so a ped- I thought he
1: stood on a platform.
0: So, no the okay, well, Jake, you know this. See, his boy wife, do I know his Axel wife died in a car accident. Metal. Yeah, his his wife died. I forget how if it was in a car accident or not. But um, but yes, his wife dying is sort of like the 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 rage fuel that Axel runs. Is he on. trying to resurrect? No, her? he
1: has. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He stands on a platform. His like legs are locked in. Let me see.
0: I thought his feet drag across the ground as part of the penance that he's supposed oh, he to be is experiencing. On a, on a, nah, that is but, still sti- okay. So Pat, Pat, you're looking up Axel from like one of the later Met, Twisted Metal games. No, no metal, this is
1: Axel from like Twisted Metal Two. God, God damn it! Like G- PS One. Oh,
0: Maybe they changed it for Twisted Metal Black. So which what do you mean they made Twisted everyone edgy
1: in Twisted Metal Black? That's yeah. true.
0: That's when it got. That's, that's when, when they're when it all it in like dark. a mental <laughs> asylum. That's when they're all in a friggin' mental. I mean, that's why. Wait, 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 guys! I found
1: it. I found it. Into a into a black, his feet are swinging free. That's what I thought. He's free footing it. That's what I thought. So then, then why is
0: he still? Why is that stupid vehicle when he's not doing penance for his dead wife? And I thought, well, he was trying to raise her from the dead by getting his wish from Calypso, right?
1: (laughs) By the way, (laughs) yeah, he wanted his wish from Calypso. Can you pull your pop filter like an inch away from your mic? Is that okay? You're still popping. When you have it on your mic, it doesn't really do anything. You might as well not <laughs> okay. even have anything. Fair point. You might as well just. I pull meant to say to see you, you in the last point. episode yeah. and forgot. Oh, was I popping like crazy? Not like crazy, but there's all a pop filter. You there You sounded
0: like freaking Daffy Duck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Darren's popping lock routine. Darren's dance. <laughs> I was like Darren's dance group. Darren's dance groups. Wha- what is happening? Pat, do you remember? <laughs> Look it up. Pat, do you remember? There was this like infomercial <laughs> for a long time in like the early two thousands called <laughs> called Darren's, Darren's dance, dance groups. groups, and he would talk about how he could teach you. Oh, his pop and lock dance sp- routine. <laughs> Here it is. Hell yeah, his Darren's and- dance groups. Darren's dance groups. Anyways so my voice is doing you know Darren's, yeah. Oh, pull yeah, you up, want to up, dance like Britney Spears Put it up to NSYNC? the mic.
1: Put it up to the microphone. Wait, okay, what's sec.
0: <laughs> yeah, you Darren's Prepare to hear an old, group. I think basically infomercial or whatever. Do you wonder where Britney Spears or NSYNC got their moves? Yeah, you wonder? Here's your chance to get the inside look at how it's done. Oh. With Darren's Dance Cruise, <laughs> the new video that breaks down the moves and shows you how to do them step by step. Step back on our right leg and then move forward is definitely the best of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I street style dance steps have been featured in yeah,
1: I mean, videos, <laughs> award show, and get the awards shows, and controversy around the world. Yeah. Dancing's all about having fun. Now you can get down with my new video. <laughs> Ain't
0: no lie. Now these fresh moves are available Ain't for you Ain't no but. I love, I love moves, moves, the VO the, the guy. Now these fresh moves are <laughs> available to <laughs> you. <laughs> at a price of three
1: installments of 19.99. Do you oh, want to okay. pop and lock like a real B-boy? I do, I do definitely remember this now. <laughs> yeah, Specifically uh-huh. I remember the Ain't No Live Baby bye bye bye, bye bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, do, do you think some of our younger listeners don't even know that? And they don't three, even 321 and just They don't even know the like the bye 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 music video. Probably not yeah, they, that's, they, that's... they didn't watch the making the video episode for the bye-bye-bye music video which I for some reason watched in Sixth grade, but do you know what I, I look I just watched a lot of MTV But the thing, thing is, is making the video that's how I learned about <laughs> filmmaking no, but Ooh. I mean
0: the references can date you But the the what the freedom we have now is the internet so like time doesn't really exist anymore it's just <laughs> like yeah. we can make a reference and then if you really are like intrigued by, for it's instance, a- Darren's dance grooves, you can find it and instantly. It's like you never were not born in that time period or right. you know what I yeah. mean? That being said, there is a large number of people younger than us now. There's a sizable population of folks that it are won't younger be than funny. us. That yes, didn't grow up with it So they will have to go on to you yeah, Seek it yeah, out and access you it You weren't marinated yeah. in these things So that when you just do a lazy callback And just say the name of something You don't instantly laugh Starting You just are sort like of do. like right. confused <laughs> And we're like Poppin' look <laughs> Just <laughs> wheezing or emphysemic yeah. Like we're just
1: so old <laughs> <Like> when, <laughs> I remember that I remember. Pop, <laughs> Like when we make a reference to uh, like
0: Carson Daly's
1: black fingernail (laughs) polish on TRL, which I remember being confused by. Yeah,
0: uh, kids these days won't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. they won't. Homestar Runner references are getting you know
1: dustier I by mean the that, minute. That's that's most of just our, our like reference. Yeah, like yeah our, our yeah, bag that's true. of references. It's like eighty percent Homestar Runner, <laughs> and then twenty uh, percent just like l- late '90s, early two thousands uh, rock music that we don't like all that much. Yeah, yeah. New metal. We just we talk about stained more than
0: <laughs> more than stained deserves. <laughs> It's like, it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. That's definitely come up at least five or six times on this Dino-saucers.
1: podcast. <laughs> Dinosaucers. Dinosaur saucers. <laughs> so, what if t- dinosaurs were aliens? <laughs> Dinosaucers. <laughs> d- 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 uh, yeah. So I have no memory of saucers being on TV. Um, I just, right. that, that's a I, weird one where I just remember watching that theme song on YouTube a lot. Yeah. And yeah, well, true. Kind of, yeah. Like I never watched Denver the Last Dinosaur on Denver, TV. Denver the Last Dinosaur, he's my friend and a whole lot more. And he had like a Good scales song. that looked like a mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> and he oh, look also he Hair played scales. electric guitar and skateboarded. Yeah, yeah. But he's even really he was hip and radical. In
0: pre there was a T Rex that the kids called Elvis, and he loved the King. He loved listening to the he king. He was a dino that loved uh, the because king of Because he's the king roll. of the dinosaurs, get it? Oh my god. Yeah. Rex. Rex. Yes. Rex. King, king I get it cow. now. Rex king respect. of the dinos, respect king of rock. Yeah, game recognized game. Yeah. Although, yeah. like in that movie, they're baby dinosaurs. That's how they justify basically creating poorly animatronic toys to use in, like, the, <laughs> in the film. But those things are going to keep growing. Like, those kids just... I forget how it ends. Obviously... Prehysteria? Yeah. I've never seen it. The government wants the dinosaurs. um, Is it like a small soldiers kind of thing? No, because they're not toys. They're real. Oh, yeah. They're from eggs that uh, fucking
1: somebody found. (laughs) So, obviously, this (laughs) is a podcast about pre (laughs) Uh, We'll uh we, we call this podcast uh hysterical for prehysteria. That's too mm-hmm. easy. or is this prehysterical? Pre com prehysterical, yeah. Like don't call pre cum.
0: Dude, that's nasty. Mad. That's nasty. It's a joke. Yeah it is. It's not, not a joke. <laughs> it's just saying pre cum but you put an exclamation point at the end of it. Yeah. And then suddenly it's exciting. I think that this is And then f- it's like Jeb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, please come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am in. That's awesome. All right, now we can introduce the episode. Uh, welcome it. to Can't Get Enough of Keanu, <laughs> the Internet's premier Keanu Reeves podcast, <laughs> in which we explore the filmography of that great, ageless, enigmatic Canadian actor, movie by movie. I'm Patrick Willems I'm Jake <laughs> Torby. Hi. And my name is Matthew Torby. <laughs> welcome. Uh-oh. To the show, as you can tell by the discussion we've been having for the past eight minutes, uh, today we're talking about the 1990 <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan film "I Love You to Death," yeah. starring Keanu Reeves, but also Kevin Klein and more.
0: Mainly Kevin Klein, yeah. Based on
1: a true story, <laughs> inspired by a true story. Yes, I yeah, think it's always f-
0: important to say. I know this is
1: in like Seattle or like Tacoma or something, but I thought it was New York City for a while. I kept seeing too much water, and I was like, "This is the Pacific Northwest."
0: Yeah, it was hard to tell. But well, I, I assume
1: think- that they, for a while, they just like lived. In Jersey like across mm. the river. Well the,
0: the Italian thing is what throw, the Italian whole like the Italian pizzeria thing is really what throws you It's yeah, not
1: what you don't assume you, they don't have Italians in Washington. All right. the Italians live in, yeah. in New York City the Last well, time I checked there was
0: yeah. 0% Italians in Washington. State. Yeah, yeah Yeah, the weird assumption is like oh this must be home, but they're a hundred ninety eight percent of all Italian Americans are based within the you know,
1: New York City, New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> region. Exactly. I oh, mean, it's, yeah. it's a movie about an Italian man making a pizza pie. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, like, a... where, like, where do you think it's going to be set? Yeah, but New York. I think yeah. the the I, get myself a
0: real New York slice, baby. But the 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 thing it's loosely based on, I, I think, took place in Allentown,
1: Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah. that is true. Also, yeah. weird why they would transplant it to Washington. I think yeah, it's Tacoma, just where Washington. I think it's just where like all the actors were. <laughs> You but I mean, but it's just, still just pretend it's wait, Allentown wait, like shoot it in Tacoma. Sure, that Dakota doesn't make shirt. sense. It's not like Kevin Klein <laughs> is like, I'll only shoot movies in Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't a hot enough star. Well, you, to it's, gotta that be kinda, a, it's gotta be a choice of convenience. It couldn't yeah, have been but, anything else. But look at the Maybe movies Maybe tax write-offs we, uh, or something. Uh, guys, remember the last two movies we've talked about? <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, shot in New Mexico, <laughs> set <laughs> in California. Yeah, Parenthood, I mean? shot in Orlando, not set in Orlando. No movies. No can be shot in places that they are not set anywhere they want. So it's weird that this is Washington. Yeah. I would have
0: preferred it to be in Allentown anyway, because I don't know if any of you we've been when we were younger. But well, like, we it's just such like a Allentown. bland. Why? Why would you go there? But that, that's what it would make it a good mm-hmm. set. What brought you there? Fan of the Billy Joel song. Yeah, we well, made a pilgrimage as children. Yeah, we, our dad made us made us go not on a Joel pilgrimage.
1: Um, yeah, A Joel, journey. <laughs> A Joel Journey. Joel Journey. G- Joel Seekers. <laughs> like an annual uh, event. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's July time. It's our July, July, Joel Journey. July. <laughs> Joel, I, he's you know crying, what that means, driving us down
0: to No, we're all Allentown. crying. <laughs> we don't <laughs> worry, keep, keep yeah, keep want to keep doing it. He's like, we're going to Long
1: Island. I hate Joel I <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just listening to scenes from an Italian restaurant and sobbing. And we're all crying because we don't want to go to Allentown. So I
1: did not grow up in a household with parents that listened to Billy Joel at all. Neither I think neither I we. In a household we're we're parents who joking. didn't like Billy Joel. Yeah, we're just joking.
0: Sounds
1: <laughs> so much like jelking. That, that was good, Jake. Yeah. But like, I... I'm really not well-versed in Billy Joel songs. Oh, I actually I can name genuinely like five. love Billy Joel. You can name five Billy Joel songs? M- maybe five. That's pretty five. good. What are That's they? That's not bad, yeah. Do What it. Do you got? Do it. Let's see we, what you got, Joel. We got... <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Joel. <laughs> <Patrick. laughs> uh, <laughs> not okay. right now. We got Uptown Girl. <laughs> good one. Yes. yes. We got Piano Man. Very good. Hell Classic. Yeah, maybe Classic. the most
0: famous Billy Joel song. Yup.
1: Uh, I am... <laughs> drawn a blank. <laughs> okay. For real. So let's do, yes, let's do this. genuinely I What's the one
0: We didn't start the fire.
1: We didn't start the fire. Very good. One. Right. Yeah, I actually don't even know that one.
0: It's it, it it's still rock and roll to me. It's still rock and roll to me. Yeah, yeah. Big that shot. That's a big, big shot. shot. Didn't I mean ju- this is not impressive Because he's like One of the most famous musicians Yeah everybody knows All the Billy Joel the songs In the United States But um, uh, oh,
1: lo- Only the good Die Young Only the yeah, good Die Young Is nice. a very good one Personal favorite The Stranger I've heard of it Wow <laughs> I've probably heard the song At some point <laughs> Bad This is terrible whistling Yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know why I did that
1: Anyway um,
0: um, New Jersey um. Well Billy Joel's great right But see well, So okay here's, <laughs> here's the thing with Billy Joel He's, he's definitely overrated Is but- he? Yes. Or, or, he's overrated. He's not correctly rated. He's overrated. He's, he's a overrated. little bit. He's, he's unjustly maligned. By his haters, he is unjustly maligned. He is definitely overrated, but he also does not deserve the hate that he gets from the opposite side of the spectrum. People that don't like Billy Joel like really dig their heels in the sand. They hate Billy Joel. The right perspective is the one that me and Jake, and I assume you have, Patrick what's my perspective indifference (laughs) you know no no no. no. i don't have indifference to billy joel i like billy joel i've I've come out on appreciating him he is the only artist i know he's the only songwriter i know that like throughout his entire career he never made an album that didn't have a hit single so many famous artists that you can speak of still have chunks of their career albums worth of chunks where they (laughs) didn't write a single song that was, was worth of chunks sure (laughs) I did say that (laughs) What about Hall & Oates? Uh, I can't speak for Hall & Oates I don't know them that well Jake, what was the hit single off of
1: 1993's River of Dreams? Okay, you got me I don't fucking know
0: but look, here's what here. What I want to say is that Billy Joel also River of Dreams was close to, if not his last album that he made. River Phoenix is in this movie. Right. Good pivot, Matt. <laughs> Let's just get off the Joel train. All I wanted to say was I think it should have been should have been set in Allentown. It's like a more true. appropriate setting if you're going to do like um. Just because it's more nondescript, if you were going to do this like kind of uh Fargo slash. Lady killers, slash, yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? This thing where,
1: like, there's this, like, weird suburban crime that's happening out of out of nowhere. Matt, I've got to stop you right there. Uh, the Billy Joel album, River of Dreams, did have hit singles off of it. Give it to me, Pat. What is it? Where uh, were they? The title track, The River of Dreams, peaked at number three in the United States. I, don't know, I can, yeah.
0: cannot tell you what that song I, yeah, sounds like. No, I don't neither can
1: I, but Billy Joel... Had a top five single in 93. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. He's also one of those guys, too, that retired, like, r- at least if not at that album, then right after. I it. think that's his last studio right. album. Yeah. He just trots out the hits like, yeah, he made a, a concerted times a decision year, like, a year. hey, I'm culturally done. Yeah. And what I'm going to do now is just sell out Madison Square Garden for like a hundred nights in a every row. every year. Right. For
1: many how for multiple many nights, nights in a row did he, did he do it? Because he kept adding dates. Kept being like, "Well, this right. one sold out. Let's up, go to like 78." But he's that's like, the "Me thing. and my
0: audience, we're just going to sl- keep going to each other's shit until we both we die together." He,
1: seriously, yeah. that's what he's doing. He's he
0: he is since 1990, like early 90s, right? He's just selling no, out Madison what, Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah. It? And his his whole mo is like, I will continue to be a live performer until I have a show that doesn't sell out. And mm. he has not not sold out. It's 2019. It's close to 2020. And Billy Joel still <laughs> sells out Madison Square Garden every time he does You're, a show You know there. what?
1: Respect. You're right. Can Respect. We, Seriously. Can we just... Cancel Keanu and start a <laughs> podcast uh, where that's just focused on Billy Joel. It's going to be called Just Joel. <laughs> just <laughs> Joel. Joel. Where yeah, right. it's about Jake. You can be. I guess we're we're like the 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 three bears. Yeah. Uh, you know, but with three levels of knowledge on Billy Joel, Jake has the most. Matt has the middle most. I have the least. Now mm-hmm. this is a bad podcast though because I actually don't have like what I feel is
0: an adequate compared to, to me, do a podcast. About you have him. a bunch. That's and we And
1: we're just, we'll just go through The entire discography Of Billy Joel Yeah We'll talk about every song uh, I think our listeners Will love it It's a really natural transition From yeah. Keanu Reeves
0: I mean look If you gotta pick somebody That just has like A very very general Popularity Sure Billy Joel kinda Did works Did we
1: get on this whole tangent Because of Allentown Yes yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking The original Christ. The
0: original I Love You to Death Is the movie we're covering By the way And the original The, the true story That this movie is based on happened in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And take, the, what was that true story? <laughs> the uh okay, I'm going to flub the uh it, it was a it was an attempted murder that happened in 1983 um where a woman named Frances Toto repeatedly Good name. repeatedly Francis Toto's like great the name. band. Yeah. repeatedly tried to kill her husband Anthony Toto. Ah! <laughs> she she attempted to murder him four separate times in a short span of time and spent did not succeed and spent four years in prison and was then released in the year 1988. And that is what this movie, I love you to death directed by Lawrence Kasdan is about. And she, she is bad at trying to kill her husband. She was bad. I mean, he's, in this movie, he's basically an Italian Rasputin. Yeah. Like he will not die. Yeah. Which is <laughs> so funny. It's like, he's so Italian that he can't die. Imagine if Rasputin loved spaghetti. <laughs> I'm so excited to... Just be able to make fun of Italians now during this episode, just in an organic way, (laughs) (laughs) purely organic. This fucking Fredo motherfucker. (laughs) Well, one thing you know, this uh, this uh, this movie was reminding me. I was like, oh man, we have to talk about a Kevin Klein trying to do an Italian accent. Barely, like (laughs) it's It's, so bad. It's like he just like (laughs) because I know exactly what Kevin Klein sounds like, and so like when he just says words straight up, just as Kevin Klein randomly. It's yeah. It's so funny. It's not, I, it. it's not okay. good.
1: Here's the thing. I enjoy like performance It's on me, so Kevin Klein. Klein. <laughs> it is okay. I feel like here is what I think Kevin Klein is doing in this movie. I think he had heard that they were going to make a Super Mario Brothers movie and started just working on this character and, be, and didn't get cast as Mario and so just used his his voice for this movie. Yeah, It is just, he's, okay, he is usually wearing red. He's got a big mustache. Yep. And he's talking, I like Mario for the whole of movie. Yes, he is. Making what? the pizza pie. His hate, like, name is Joey Boca. Uh, my name is Joey Boca.
0: I love the country. Oh, uh, come on, yeah. am mia. What? Working so hard, I tried to relieve a little stress by cheating on my wife. And he said, fine. <laughs> just get a little pusseladuccio. <laughs> <little Pusso> <laughs> he is. He cheats on it. He's a serial cheater. Yeah, he's a, um, a philanderer. He Kevin Kline plays but- uh, Joey Boca, a philanderer. And Boca just means mouth. <laughs> in Spanish, in Spanish. <laughs> does it mean and mouth in Italian? Honestly, because they're both Romance languages, yeah. it probably means mouth. Which I in think is Spanish, probably the joke uh, in is Italian like Italian as well. You know, the whole idea is like he's a man of appetites. Like he, he just consumes. He wants a beso on the boca. Yeah, he wants yeah, beso mi mucho. He wants yeah, he wants, he wants a to sauce. get kissed. He wants a gravy on his <laughs> noodles,
1: <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kevin Klein is my favorite thing about this movie. know <laughs> I mean, really? Yes. yes, dude. Yes. What the fuck no, are you on, man. Jake? No, I actually do it. All right. Well, look. He contrary. Is Kevin
0: Klein is a fucking cartoon in this movie. Yes, yes. He that's what's like the funniest thing. They literally pull spaghetti off of a bullet when they take it out of his belly. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like I think this movie this is so I, Italian. I really like this movie for reasons like that are have nothing largely, to do with the actual well, like, quality largely of the intentional I think but it it is funny to me because like I genuinely think now there's like this there was very recently right pat this weird like this weird like uh was it an article or some sort of response to like the fact that it's still okay to make fun of Italians Yeah like there was some like big to do about it recently like maybe a few weeks ago or a month ago or something. Oh but, really? Uh, yeah, which was hilarious, you know, but it was like I don't like that it was like I don't like that people can still go so hard on Italians being Greasy, dumb, mafia (laughs) Spaghetti-eating guys (laughs) And they were like And somehow this is okay And socially acceptable But like Right It was one of these like This is kind of Maybe this is also racist Kind of thing Sure Which, you know Like, whatever But, so I enjoyed it All the more For the recent Sort of cultural Shift well, on it. Not even cultural, just a quick moment. You know of. what he, I was thinking about?
1: Almost like the ultimate cartoon of an Italian yeah, person. Yeah, he's, he's like a
0: platonic ideal of an Italian man. Again, he's Mario, virile Except- pasta eating. But <laughs> well, like he again, he <laughs> owns
1: Joey's pizzeria.
0: He owns it's a just, pizzeria. It's lazy almost. It's, His poor kids. He has children. The weirdest thing is like he has two kids who are just like yeah Joey Boca. going to be so fucking traumatized after all this shit, but. I mean, they will not understand how a proper relationship works. There are some like truly hilarious moments in this movie, and I appreciate like I always appreciate a good like dark comedy. It has some like this is not Cohen thing, like, t- like sort of a Cohen thing, to thing. It's trying to do a Cohen thing, but it's trying, it's more like a specifically
1: it, a Fargo type of like plot line almost. Yeah, but here's the thing okay, so we've got to talk about the Cohen brothers because this yes. is funny yeah, because. Yeah, we do. It's it's so trying to be a Coen no, Brothers. No, no, no. But here's the thing: it's trying to be a Coen Brothers movie before that was a thing, right? Because this was 1990, right? Like the, what we think of now as a Coen Brothers movie, a like a dark comedy based on usually a kidnapping plot, wasn't really a thing yet, right? Because they were they were only like two movies into their career. Yeah, they, they were made just, Blood Simple and, and, and Raising Arizona. Arizona, and Miller's Crossing maybe came out in 1990. Jake, look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Miller's Crossing <laughs> preceded uh, um, Fargo. Yeah, Fargo yes. was 94. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah then, I don't know. Then it went Barton Fink, Hudsucker, Proxy, Fargo. Right, right, right. So, uh, so what uh, was. The- Miller's Crossing came out in October of 1990s. Okay. So, there we go. Same year. And so, our. our like, this movie I- came out in April. <laughs> there we go So there have only been Two Coen Brothers movies Released before now So I don't think This is influenced by them yeah. No all. it's not This is not Like if this came out now You'd be like Oh it's like a Coen Brothers knockoff
0: It's it's like as if Somebody had the same Inclinations as the Coen Brothers But just had a less Assured hand at doing it Like Lawrence right. Kasdan Probably had the same Impulses in well, mind When okay. he was trying To make this movie Well you guys probably Did this research But what did Lawrence Kasdan do Oh he is what, a Brilliant director Who
1: That I, is what I'm yeah. here for
0: Because that's <laughs> yeah, here Here is
1: what is interesting to me about Lawrence Kasdan. He is most famous as a writer. Okay, he wrote "The Empire Strikes Back." He wrote "Raiders of the Lost Ark." Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, he directed "The Big Chill." He uh, He directed "Body Body Heat." Heat. Oh, damn, uh, Willard just keeps coming back into these things. Yes, "The Accidental Tourist," which was the movie before this, which I believe won two Oscars. Fuck yeah. so yeah He's I, a great writer And a great director And he's he's still He's literally still Writing Star Wars movies Yeah Okay so I, I found this quote On the IMDb trivia page Which mm-hmm. uh You know You always have to take With a grain of salt But here is what they have Lawrence Kasdan saying About the script Because this is his first script that he uh, directed but did not write himself. Yeah. Uh, Kassin says, the screenplay made me laugh out loud when I read it, but I was also taken with the emotional level of the piece. There's something very touching, almost sweet about it, even though it's a very dark story and people do terrible things in it. You understand them all and they're not evil people. I, right, and we were I saying... I don't know
0: how how I feel about Lawrence Kassin's take on these characters. Yeah. Well, do you think they are evil? I, I, I don't know if I would be like, oh, but at the end of the day, they're very sweet. Yeah. And... And and uh, there's something very very like lovely and this endearing is, about these people. I don't know if I would agree with that. I is, think I that don't they're, know.
1: I think I think that kind of is like I, I see. I don't support what everyone does, but I <laughs> okay, see good. where I see where Let's, they're all coming from. Sh- well, okay, yes. yes, everyone has
0: motivations for sure.
1: <laughs> the problem is, and then at the end. He forgives
0: everybody. He forgives everybody, which well, is the, a good the, impulse. I love, I love. Um, well, he's Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, obviously. I love the idea <laughs> of forgiveness. <laughs> I do like the idea of forgiving. People. Wait, Wait, uh, it's I, very cool. Imagine if there
1: was like a... <laughs> it's sweet, dude. It's a pretty tight idea. <laughs> I wish they went really overt with the Christ metaphor and he got shot in his hand to get stigmata. Yeah,
0: he gets shot in both hands
1: and falls down. Stigmata
0: mia! <laughs> stigmata mia! My brother's already
1: right, is it tomato sauce? Uh, wait, well, what if they gave him like marinara sauce stigmata? That would be good. Dude, Holly
0: Berry in marinara stigmata? <laughs> makes no sense
1: Wait uh, Holly Berry? Holly Berry was in the movie Stigmata She wasn't the lead in it Yeah but she's in it Kim Basinger was the lead in Stigmata She was Wait 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 Maybe I'm thinking Wait Oh wait Wait. no maybe she was I'm thinking of Bless the Child Yeah No no Gabriel You're dumb dumb You fucking idiot (laughs) Wasn't Gabriel Byrne the lead in Stigmata?
0: No no I think Holly Berry was I'm gonna look this up Pat you don't worry about this I'm gonna look it up Okay Yeah
1: I kind of agree with Jake No uh, Patricia Arquette (laughs) Ugh It's Patricia R Ar- is in what? Arcet and and I was right Gabriel Byrne. Okay. Nia Long. Uh Once is, again, is you're the trying black to woman f- in in Stigmata, Uh-oh. but she's not the lead. So Jake's
0: racist? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. In conclusion. Uh, so what what yeah the, the, the emotional the sort of like the um, you know the moral gray areas are you're thinking of Bulworth. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the of You're actually Bullworth. Jake. You're thinking of Bullworth. <laughs> you guys keep you know talking thinking about of Catwoman. The, <laughs> the Warren Beatty film in which he gets stigmata. Warren Beatty, <laughs> the one where he raps, and it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie.
1: <laughs> he raps about politics or something. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. yeah. I saw it when I was like 13, <sighs> and it was like in like insanely funny. Honestly. And I'm, a, I'm terrified to revisit it because I feel like it has probably... I wouldn't be it, terrified it's, it's probably so uncomfortable now You,
0: you know what I'm thinking of? No, it's of? really fun It's extra funny You know what I'm You know what I was thinking of When I said Holly Berry? Gothica? Yeah Gothica I don't know why I was trying to say Suburbia Gothica the, yeah. Or whatever the, the Shia LaBeouf one is I wonder why I confused that with Oh, Stigmata. Disturbia <laughs> Disturbia <laughs> Oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why I confused yeah. Gothica With Stigmata yes, I mean, it's but, fun, Whatever Like They're all spooky my Do brain you, is just a freaking... They're all ooky spooky. You got ooked yeah. by both of them. <laughs> I did get ooked by I'm, both of them. Do you guys yo. forgive me for thinking gothico is stigmata? Well, we just talked yeah. about forgiveness. And we and also clarified yes. that you're not racist. Yes, thank you. In pace domino requiem, Jacob, Grazie, pace uh, veritas. Thank you for singing that song. Yeah. Because this I is a movie it. about
1: Kevin <laughs> Klein forgiving the people who tried to kill him. Uh, really forgiving them, he bails in, them out. He bails his attempted murderers all out of jail. He the, even like the hired killers, which one of which is our dude Keanu. Yes, but uh, yes. but we're talking about this movie. Kevin Kline gets drugged and shot twice because he slept around. Yes, yes. He, he gets, <laughs> in broad
0: strokes, that is the movie. Everyone
1: yeah. learns a lesson. Everybody does. People do life. learn Don't, how to be better people. Yeah, adultery, bad. Murder, also bad. It's called adultery. We're all adults here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start at the <laughs> beginning with this. we
0: all cheat on our can, everybody? Can I do the? Can I do the classic? W- read the first paragraph of the <gasps> Wikipedia article on this?
1: Shake. Who do you think you are, Patrick Williams? I'm asking for your permission.
0: <laughs> I'm asking for your permission to do this. You <gasps> know he's gonna be mad. You stole I his do it, one job. I and I will uh, Pat, enunciate everyone. I'll <laughs> get you a paper bag you can breathe through. <laughs> Please don't throw up. He's trying to, oh no, he's coughing. Oh no. REEE! <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't be REEE about it. Jake, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. I'm going to so sit back. And Pat's I'm being gonna, very big about this. I'm going to read the first... <laughs> he's being, a, he's I, being I, such a good boy about it. He's being an adult it. about it. I'm going to read the first paragraph Pat's doing adultery about this right now. <laughs> I'm gonna read I'm the I'm adultering
1: f- real good Yeah,
0: he is being He's adultering What is adultering? <laughs> I can't has adultery <laughs> So this Hashtag movie Hashtag adultering <laughs> Alright, the movie I love you to death Yeah um, Joey Boca Played by Kevin Kline Is the owner of a pizza parlor You're over-enunciating low, low, I would never enunciate You're like gonna that. make me self-conscious as, While I'm saying Alright Is a Is the uh, look, Jan, Joey Boca, played by Kevin Klein, is the owner of a pizza parlor located in Tacoma, Washington, and has been married married to Rosalie, played by Tracy Ullman for years.
1: Can we fire Jake from this role now? <laughs>
0: Tracy Owen for years oh. <laughs> Their marriage seems mm. A typical one mm-hmm. Until Rosalie discovers In the public library <laughs> That Joey Is a womanizer And no. has been cheating on her for a long Time So that's, the f- that's what you have for the first paragraph here Yeah Um that, that, yep. Ooh. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jake, uh. Thus catalyzing good. the majority of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Jake, valiant effort. Yeah. That Thank was you, really good, dude. Everyone yeah. pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. You guys were making me laugh though. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so. Don't do that.
1: Anyway, that's, that's, I Love You to Death. Huh? good episode. Uh, <laughs> fun little film. Kevin Klein a mustache. You can
0: follow me on
1: Vero. <laughs> 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 follow
0: my Venmo transaction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe send me some. <laughs> um, anyway, so this movie begins with Kevin Klein in the Confession Blues.
0: Even better than that, it begins with. The, the TriStar the Studio text, logo, the TriStar Studio logo spinning like a pizza pie dough <laughs> spinning. Yeah, there's like green on a, on a, a an Italian pizzeria man's finger. <laughs> but then there's steel drums playing. Yeah, yeah so it's I like didn't make it. Well. A score by James <laughs>
1: Horner. Yeah, yeah James, James Horner, the, Horder, the, the the page the master score. guy. Wait, <laughs> what? No, yeah, dude. Master dude. Master. Wait, back up. James Horner is the page master guy. Mm, that's right. No Wherever way.
0: Whatever you imagine <laughs> da, da, da. Wait, that song makes me cry, Wendy Moten. That
1: <laughs> that's what you associate him with? I know he did something else. <laughs> <laughs> like but way more what? famous. I don't uh, know. Yeah. You know films like Titanic. Oh yeah. And Aliens are Star Trek: II, The Wrath of Khan. Much, much
0: more well-known movies than the page. Or master. the Phil Willow. Oh, I do know those better. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's what that is. What James Horner did. He did do the page. Page master, master, but a though. lot of other more well-known movies as well. But also, and the he page and master. his score for "I Love You to Death" is mainly performed St- by the you know Steel what, Drum. You know what it reminds me of a little bit in what? A, in a way is like. Um. And I know this is like a, this is already a famous, almost like sort of classical. What's the one from Badlands?
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. the you know, Steel drum Orf. Yes. Uh, the Orf
0: piece that's like, you know, jaunty, but it's criminals, it's, but like it's there to cut it, through the tone of things that would otherwise be way grimmer. I would, I assume they think things would be grimmer without these like. Like marimbas and steel drums playing throughout occasionally the movie when, you know, they attempt
1: to kill Joey many times. (laughs) They do try to shoot Joey By the way, uh, Gossenhauer is the name of the piece. Uh, Gossenhauer, yeah. Yeah, which was then uh, reworked by Hans Zimmer for True Romance. Oh. For True Romance? Yeah, it's the theme from True Romance. It's called You're So Cool. Mm -hmm. It's played on... um, uh, Oh my God! What are they? What are they called? Not not quite xylophones. Marimba. But, uh, yeah, the wood block xylophone. Yeah. I just uh, said. I just
0: said that. because to romance, like mm-hmm. like Badlands is a movie about,
1: about two criminals in love and on the run. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and love will conquer all. That's what that's what I hear. But yeah, no, it, it, it is a funny. <laughs> it is what I hear, like, and that's but, what the movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <Yeah>. But, but, <laughs> But I think this, <laughs> the steel drums are part of why I thought this was set in New York, uh, right? Not, like a subway station right, uh, performer. Right. There's that like 34th yeah. Street guy who's been trying to play Four Elise" by Beethoven on the steel <laughs> drum for the entire time I've lived in the city. Dude, he's getting there, for, <laughs> okay? "Für Elise" and "Billie Jean."
0: Yes, are yes. the two songs that <laughs> get <laughs> off his
1: back, dude. He's gonna figure it out. No, I like it. But I mean, I'm he, just he, saying. he's better than the West Fourth Street drummer. I was totally mad about this last <laughs> night. They got there's this guy who was there almost all day every day at the the West 4th Street stop in the tunnel down to the uh the downtown train yeah, and he yeah, has yeah. a snare drum like hanging like a uh, in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he just goes Oh oh God. continually all day every day same <laughs> rhythm it does not change it's like he's actively trying to drive everyone insane as they're like rushing to and from he's work he's
0: doing some kind of like strange performance art piece although almost. one time i saw him some depending on what the ad because there's like uh, ads on the walls through that tunnel and it's super reverby reverby yeah <laughs> so um one time I was laughing because like it was like an underwear ad. It was like, thanks or something. Thanks. Okay. Uh, the ad the the underwear you can get like your period in and stuff, and he was like basically he was like inside somebody's crotch. Playing the drums, and it just said like "think over his head" or whatever. <laughs> he was standing right in front of the poster. You but mean? you're Yo, right; it is super. Matt, that would have
1: been like a great Instagram. You
0: you get that? You it, snap that pic. I'm not going to just take a picture of a guy. Yeah, <laughs> same here. It's true. but I would uh, not do that. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's a little. um because usually you're in a hurt, you know, it's, it sucks to commute and live here. Uh, so that is like such
1: an added just like sense of just like, ah, marching orders or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of blows my mind because it's just one... Endless rhythm that is relentless. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, because of the steel drums, and and you think of New York's being like this place with so many different like cultures and ethnicities, and like you know having some music coming in, so yeah. that, being like, okay, it's this Italian guy, but then there's this like sort of Caribbean steel drum score. Yeah, I was yeah. like, New York, baby, must no, be. It's not. It's not Tacoma, it's Washington, baby. It's not baby. even. It's not even Seattle.
0: It's Tacoma. It's like where yeah. Tim Allen's from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or no, is he Canadian? I don't know where Tim Allen is from. Who whatever. cares? Yeah, whatever. Home Improvement, or is just a, did he get arrested with cocaine on the Canadian border? Did Tim I Allen get arrested know. for cocaine? Yeah, possession? there's that like great mug shot of him as like a no, young man. Really? Yeah. He oh had wow. A lot of cocaine. <laughs> was this while he was uh, in no, Home so Improvement, it was '78 pre Yeah, it was way before. Pre, oh wow. Pre oh, wow. Tim Allen family. Good man. time for uh, cocaine. Yeah. Ooh, look at him. He's it. got a cool mustache. Wow. I mean, let's we're be honest. At, we're kind looking of at a
1: Joey Boca mustache. Yeah, he, does a little, th- he does look a little bit like Joey Boca. Tim
0: Allen, when he got arrested back before Home Improvement started, looks a little bit like Joey Boca in the movie I Love if You.
1: If, to if, death. Assuming that you have not seen the movie, <laughs> listeners, because uh, this is a movie not a lot of people have seen, it, it did make. Sixteen point two million dollars at the box office. It's a Lawrence Kasdan film. I think people gave it the benefit of it's the doubt. It's also had people it, were like, it okay, has huge stars of the day too. Huge like, stars. Yeah, yeah, this was Kevin Klein, I believe, coming off of a fish called Wanda, right? Yeah, which, which is, is like when he got his Academy Award nomination.
0: Did he win for a fish called Wanda? Best supporting actor. Yes, or something? he won best supporting actor. Right. Uh, th- well, this I, is I, like I, Daniel Day Lewis doing nine. <laughs> Basically, he won. For like his performance in a movie, and then was like, "What is my next move? Here? What should I transform into?" I love you to death. I'm gonna do basically a Mario accent. Yeah.
1: Well, here's an important <laughs> being thing. Owner of a pizzeria. Uh, this movie does adhere to Roger Ebert's uh, Kevin Kline mustache principle. Which you know is no, I didn't know he had a mustache. This is a thing yeah. that Roger Ebert would mention in. In it was part of his movie glossary. Yeah. Uh, and he would reference it a lot through like the '90s, especially where if Kevin Kline has a mustache, he's playing a goofy character in a comedy. If he's clean shaven, <laughs> it's a drama. And that, <laughs> that and I, tracks
0: with what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and uh, from based on this film,
1: <clears throat> correct. Yep. But I remember the ice it, storm. W- no wait, mustache. Um, <laughs> no mustache. But but wait. But I have to now read an excerpt from his Wild Wild West review. <laughs> he doesn't. Okay. Have
0: a, does he have a mustache in Wild Wild West?
1: No. Yeah. Here's the final paragraph. I forget. A, I Roger... always forget he's in it, because I always get him confused with uh, Ken-
0: Kenneth Branagh by no. that point. No, Wild Wild with West Artemis is With my... Artemis, from yeah.
1: the start of this, running the game, James West taming the West, so remember the name. Yeah. yeah. He's Artemis. Matt. I, okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. <also laughs> wait, he also plays Ulysses S. Grant in Wild Wild West. He plays two characters with prosthetics, though, because his face looks a lot different. Yeah, well, he has like a beard on. Yeah, that's cool. All right, Um, okay. But the final paragraph of Roger Ebert's one-star review (laughs) of Wild Wild West is: Wild Wild West is so bad it violates not one but two rules from Ebert's bigger little movie glossary.
2: So uh, by casting M Emmett
1: Walsh as the train engineer, it invalidates the Stanton Walsh rule. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, oh, which states that no movie with Harry Dean Stanton or M Emmett Walsh can be altogether bad. (laughs) That's a great rule. Oh, okay. Um, and by featuring Kevin Kline without facial hair, it violates the Kevin Kline mustache principle, which observes that Kline wears a mustache in comedies but is clean shaven in serious roles. Of course, Kline can always appeal on the grounds that although he is clean shaven in his main role here, he. He sports facial hair in several of the other roles he plays in the movie. Or perhaps he could use the defense that Wild Wild West is not a comedy.
0: It's not a comedy. It's like a very, very <laughs> intense drama about, you know, Ulysses uh, li- yeah. Grant coming to terms with a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> it's about, it's about, and it's about, top. bring my fly swatter. at yeah. the
1: top half of uh, Kenneth Branagh's body. <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. about, it's, you know what it's about is sort of like,
0: it's about uh, an age of sort of rustic frontier individualism coming to an end. As mechanization and industrialization sort of, you know, create these slave-like roles for the individual, um, as capitalism kind of relegates people to these productive nodes. Very good. Exactly. And only a half machine, half man, loveless, (laughs) could represent (laughs) such an unholy union, a la crash that's Cronenberg exactly crash. Yeah, and he shoots homing blades. Yeah, at yeah. both Will Smith and Kevin, which Klein. is slave collar imagery.
1: Yes, and uh, so there you go. Because he's as a great man once said, "Once upon a time in, in the, the West, West, madman lost his, his damn, damn mind, mind in the, in the West. West, loveless, loveless. <laughs> Given up a dime, nothing less. Yeah, now we must put his behind." to to the the test.
0: test. True poet, Will Smith. William Smith. And the key is that Loveless doesn't have genitals. And so he Whoa. is half the man he would be if he just had his penis and balls. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they actually make a comment? Is loveless yeah. minus penis and balls? Yeah. That's Wild, like Wild, a that big part. That of, comes he's up in the movie. It, yeah. The movie is complete. This completely tasteless, horrible thing where they just call him a cripple and make fun of the fact that he has no genitals. Understand me, son. I'm the slickest they is. Yeah. And the quickest they is.
1: Did I say I'm the slickest they is? And then, <laughs> and then,
0: meanwhile, Jim West is coming, and everyone's drinking water at the beginning. <laughs> also true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does sleep with the Jim the, West the Desperado. in the water tower yes. yeah, exactly yeah. that is true be out he of that did. dress once you meet Jim West yeah how many more lyrics to Wild Wild West can I say? In this all, uh, of, you all of them. You can sing Pat, all of them. We know you know all of them. Me and Matt are both aware that you know all, 100% I'm, of the lyrics to the song Wild Wild West. I'm yeah. not trying to prove it to you guys. I know you know this. Yes. But I haven't been at karaoke in a while, and so I haven't had an opportunity to publicly <laughs> display my stupid knowledge of the, the fact words. you know Wild Wild West, yeah. It's because okay, man. they never come in handy, except for like every two years, this will come up. You should just yeah. go to a job interview one day. And they're like, so Pat, like, strengths, weaknesses,
0: and you just do the whole song, but like you're a a a judge in a court hearing, just reading the lyrics. So you're just like saying them really soberly, yeah. And you just look always 100 percent maintaining eye contact with your interviewer. You'll be out of that dress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like
0: looking right at that person. Jim Jim West,
1: (laughs) Jimothy West. Yeah. Yeah. Swallow your pride. Don't let your hip react. You don't want to see my hand. Wait, sorry. I where my up. hip be at? We're, sorry, uh, don't let your lip react. Oh, you don't want to see my hand. Where, where my, my hip be at? Be at. Yeah. And then it's with Artemis from the start. You don't want to see game.
0: your hand. Where my my hip? No, be my at. hand. Your lip.
1: Better the, not react. Best not react. Your lip.
0: Best not react. <laughs> Reacts to the lip hip? <laughs> I, I'm a little confused by what Will Smith is trying, to, trying to say. He's trying to say he's drawing his gun.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah you don't yeah, want yeah. to see my hand where, where my, my hip, hip be, be at. at. Got it. Yeah, Cause cause that's yeah. Yeah. And with Artemis, Artemis is Kevin Klein. Yeah. From the start of this, from the start of the movie.
0: I like Kevin Klein. He's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. This movie <laughs> He's great. Mm, yes. Are, okay, hold on. Two to one. I'm right, glad there's a voice do not I d I don't I don't like Kevin Klein's. Why? Do are you offended? <laughs> but to Jake, he's a Kevin Klein. He makes it the pizza pie and he fucks with the women. <laughs> I want to show right. you, man, I'm a, but I'm a man, but I'm Italian. I have to okay. sex with the women. Alright, you know what my problem is with Kevin Klein in this movie?
1: You hate Italians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't like pin me to that.
0: Yo, I don't like listening to these freaking Italians <laughs> talking all funny, can't even speak Why a Why would you do that? I uh, don't like
1: Kevin Klein because. Not because his teeth are sharp. His teeth aren't sharp. Look, I have very sharp teeth, and Jake doesn't hate (laughs) me to to my knowledge. Mm. All right, look, Kevin Klein, your teeth are sharp. (laughs) So the internet has been telling me for six years.
0: If I become old though, real talk, and my teeth fall out, um, I'm just gonna get jaw teeth. Metal? No, but I like not But I want sharp teeth. Metal like like spiky teeth like spik- jaws, every tooth is a fang. No, James Bond Jaws had like just metal teeth, but they're spiky, aren't they?
1: They are. Are they spiky? I think they are.
0: I think I think every I think Jaws's teeth are just metal. But I thought they were just otherwise metal. normal. Him biting I, out a cable car. I don't wire think every tooth is, so is, awesome. is sharp. I don't think every tooth in Jaws' mouth is a fang. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah no yeah. What I'm. Uh, What I'm saying about Kevin Klein's Italian accent in this movie is I don't have a problem with the fact that he's being slightly cartoonish. Slightly? He's being very cartoonish. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad you guys acknowledge that. I don't have a problem with the fact that he's being very cartoonish in this movie. My problem is that and we have had this qualm with both Joshua Hartnett and Keanu Reeves in Dangerous Liaisons he is being very inconsistent with his accent and it sometimes will break through as just straight up Kevin Klein talking in his normal voice without an Italian accent. And so I think the problem is that he's being very very inconsistent. I disagree. I think he's consistently bad with the accent. I, but I, I don't know what that if that's me- not agreeing with my point that he's consistently bad about having a shitty Italian accent. Right, but I'm just saying if you're doing a cartoon character Part of what, how to how to like, describe you? Pat, I, you agree with me, right? Like I do. I also he didn't, can't do it in, to the same degree every scene. I also didn't <laughs> detect a whole lot of just like just regular Kevin <laughs> Klein coming out. How is that different to like an actor's commitment to a particular aspect of his role versus just being bad at having an accent? Well, no, I think okay. we have a different perspective on what. Uh, on enjoying it. <laughs> okay, he, he, <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. Well, okay. We're never gonna...
1: I'm going I'm to state this now. Okay. I do not think he's <laughs> he aiming for a realistic <laughs> Italian accent. I think he's aiming for an exaggerated cartoony accent, and I think he succeeds at that. Oh, you think it's intentional? Yes. No, I do. I think, do. It... I think he's, he's, he's he's so big and goofy uh, that I think he... I. This is, again, the thing. I think he's... Uh, uh, I know we made the Coen Brothers comparison earlier. I think this would be, like, very much, like, in place in a, like, wacky Coen Brothers... Con- in, in, like, a Raising Arizona or something like that. Right. Uh, in that movie where, like, everyone is playing, like, that big. I mean, I, again, and that's when, uh, like, William Hurt and Keanu show up as the two cousin hitmen hit uh, who are also big and goofy and cartoony. I guess... And, right. they're, and to me, they're on the same wavelength yeah. as, as Kevin Klein and right. so I think his performance works um, I, I don't I, I think uh, the movie doesn't entirely come together and the movie isn't all on the same wavelength as him but I think he is aiming for a specific thing and succeeding at it and I again th- this is my general rule with performances if I enjoy watching it then I deem it to be successful I agree it's, it's like Tom Hardy and Venom bad <laughs> yeah. movie I, uh, his accent, which sounds like he's simultaneously from all five boroughs of New York, <laughs> um, it does not resemble any kind of, like, real accent, but I was so interested and entertained watching him in this movie that I'm like, you know what, I, I think he succeeded, because I, I had a good time, and I think that's what he was aiming for. Yeah, the fair, weakest fair point, point. The
0: weakest points for me were, I mean, and again, like, Tracy Ullman, amazing actress, Great uh, actress, River Phoenix, great obviously regarded as like, you know, one of the best actors, like, right. such a horrible, like, you know,
1: truncation of like, is that a word? Uh, of of yes. like a, a career. And like so much promise because he was so talented. Died to a young at age 23. Like, com- incredibly tragic. And yeah. this is his first on-screen teaming with Keanu. Yeah, And they is. became friends when he was visiting the set of Parenthood. Yes, they did become friends Which is on wild, Parenthood. But, yeah. so,
0: I, it's to me, the weakest point, because the mom is also playing extremely broad. Yeah. So, like, she works, but, yeah, the tonal inconsistency happens with Tracy Ullman and I think with River Phoenix's character Devo I think I think unfortunately I do think I agree with you I think River Phoenix is a particularly Tracy thumb to this movie he has yeah or uh, Tracy Ullman she has like such a uh, she has a kind of weird position to be in where she has to be like maniacally devoted to her husband then convinced that it's a good idea to kill him once she sort of sells the heartbreak of seeing him cheat she's obsessed with him and and cannot comprehend the idea of Joey Boca cheating on her until she finally witnesses it herself. So even though River Phoenix's character Devo is constantly trying to warn her, because he's very well aware that Joey Boca is going upstairs in the big because he's also apartment a building landlord. complex because he's a landlord and cheating on his own wife. Very consistently with almost everybody in the building that is a single woman. But Devo is supposed to be in love with um, Rosalie. Which I didn't buy. Which, what that was not sold to me. And that's yeah. a big part yeah. of like why anything would work. And so that's a huge weak point. Devo could be a cool character. But River Phoenix brings this almost like intensity
1: and like weird it, it, performance I'll, that like. He's also pretty like naturalistic. Yeah. In a movie again where he's playing against like Kevin Klein, who is a cartoon character. Right. And this is why I I feel like this is the kind of thing that the Coen brothers know how to make work. Where, uh, you know, they'll fill a cast out with like all of this, like, big assortment of all wacky people. Yeah. You know, you look at like Raising Arizona. And, you you know, also, and again, that's a thing where um, I feel like. Uh, Tracy Ullman in this movie should be more like Holly Hunter yeah. in Raising Arizona. Should have that sort of like really super like tightly coiled Holly Hunter intensity. Yes, which is really funny when she like talks like like a mile a minute. I need and, that baby hat. I need that baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think that's more what this needed. Not no like nothing wrong with like what Tracy Ullman was was doing. I think the material wasn't there for her. And uh, and, right. and similarly, but like you look at Raising Arizona and like how every other character, like when John Goodman, uh, you know, showed up, Like every <laughs> little character is this other type of like really well-defined big yeah. wacky character and this movie It's you have like th- maybe three or four wacky characters And then some people who just like seem kind of bland in comparison too,
0: or like too grounded because like raising Arizona is one of My favorite comedies of all time. It's a perfect film. It's just such a perfect movie and like um Consequently, too, though, you'd think everyone's really swinging for the fences performance-wise. Yeah, that's true. But it it, it somehow, therefore, um, is a far more human and relatable film than you would expect for people that are somewhat cartoonish. Whereas in this movie, it feels a little bit like it fizzles out or is indecisive and doesn't really have the emotional impact you would expect. I I think the movie needed to be drawn into a Raising Arizona-esque level performance on every actor's part and it didn't didn't reach that level there were a lot of actors tracy ullman in particular who's great but doesn't it feels like doesn't understand like the comedic aspect of the script nearly as well as say kevin klein my problem is that kevin klein who does understand the comedic level of the script also fails (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> In that he, like, has a very, very hard time holding, like, a consistency with his broad character. I
1: think your issue is just his accent. I, I don't like his accent. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. See, when he talked, I laughed. It was very <laughs> yeah, simple. Yeah, it was a, an
0: incredibly simple uh, addition sort of equation for me. Yeah, yeah. I will say,
1: I, I think part of this is that just that, like, you know, with the, the script, it's also just, the script is not as funny as it could be. And and also, there's a thing of, like, Lawrence Kasdan shooting it not really like a comedy. Mm -hmm. I do think if, you know, at at this point, I'm I'm wondering if we're just being like, change the entire movie. But (laughs) you you know how, like, Blazing Arizona is shot with, like, very wide-angle lenses in this, like, very exaggerated, like, you know, cartoony style. And I do wonder if... Shooting this similarly would enhance it. it, especially those sequences where like the hitmen come in and then you've got them like trying to figure out like how to shoot this guy who's already unconscious in a bed while the grandmother is downstairs trying to pick what record to put on to have music drown and out the gunshot while gun they chown out Reggie Jackson's voice or name
0: and they're like, I think they want us to play reggae to drown out the murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're talking about Reggie Jackson. They hear Reggie. I get really into baseball. Reggie. I mean, I boil it down to. This was a point I was going to make anyway, but like, yeah, I was going to boil it down to, I think for Tracy Ullman, I think she didn't, I think the script wasn't written in a way that would allow her to like utilize like the full broad comedic thing because I think she has to play one of the people who's like has qualms and therefore doesn't get to go like super broad. Like she, she has to always be a little bit reticent and that makes her too grounded in a lot of ways. Um, And so she could have been written more obsessive for her husband and then like more passionate in this like kind of way Yeah, and but and then so I think for her it was like a writing issue I think for River Phoenix. I think he was cast wrong and was written wrong So like River Phoenix is super naturalistic and has this like smoldering intensity because he's like a very handsome intense kid yeah, and like What he's supposed to be and this fits better for the Pacific Northwest is he's like a sort of crunchy hippie guy who right, knows yeah. a bunch of, like, weird, un- like, scuzzy figures from, like, you know, the just sort of, like, poor, hippie, counterculture sort of fringes of this town. Right. And, um, yeah, works at a pizzeria in Tacoma, Washington. Right. And Under like, Joey Bocas. His love for Rosalie yeah,
1: should also be, like, more, like... Over the top, oh, like,
0: Rosalie, you're, hey, you're such an amazing... You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I, I guess, I'm going something...
1: to throw out a casting shuffle here. Yeah. I think if you took goofy, sincere, bouncy Keanu yes. and put him in the Devo role where River Phoenix is, and have him be like, oh, Rosalie... I, I think you're so awesome. Yeah, like, yeah I, I would yeah. do anything for you. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll shoot your husband. I, yeah. Whatever I can, you want, I can do that. Yeah. Whoa, I mean, uh, uh, I've never done it before, I, but sure. Like, I, I can yeah. see uh, Keanu, especially this era of Keanu, really working in that role yeah. and and selling that uh, and, and going bigger with it.
0: And River Phoenix playing the doped out character that because he already plays seems like movie. he's yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe he, he is a actually under. I mean, you know. What did he OD on? Uh, he he OD'd. He they the coroner found I think morphine and cocaine simultaneously oh, in Ebola? River Phoenix's blood. Yeah, when he, um, was, when he was dead, he died at age twenty-three. Uh, it's insane.
1: It's crazy. Very so sad. Also, he very has that sad. Listeners, don't do drugs. Dude, don't do those drugs. Don't he has that,
0: that drugged-out quality though, and it might be real. It might be like he literally maybe was, but it very like, well might be because he he he, he does he dies not too many years after this movie comes out, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of lifestyle he was dragged into, but... But aside um, from the, like, real-life tragedy of River Phoenix, I I agree with you, Pat, that the swap would work, but it is at the expense of my enjoyment of Keanu playing this character because, like... Keanu's very he, fun. He actually, like... For me, you know, if you if you are unaware... If you are just watching... If you had seen this movie, you know as it, like living in that present day with no understanding of like where his career would go it is it is at once not quite a huge departure but also like he's different he looks dirty and fucking shady i think this and, like, is one of the most works. interesting roles that Keanu's had his hair is clearly like self-cut like yeah. there's just like random shaved patches he yeah he's got a kind of like i mean him and william hurt who again amazing actor i love him there's yeah. something like in, like Indescribably watchable To me About William Hurt uh, He has this quality That it's just like Fascinating to watch him Do anything Yes um, They both play Drug addicts Which again Is very much more Of a sort of Pacific Northwest Seattle Tacoma thing Where like The painkiller Heroin shit Was in the 90s Or like the early 90s Was going on Like a lot More yeah. intensely And let's just clear up too before you, before you go Like I don't know If we've fully described who Keanu and William Hurt play? There, Tracy Ullman decides after finding out that her husband is a serial philanderer and cheater, decides alongside her mother to
1: kill. Should we describe Kevin Klein's of, of, it's of mostly attempted her, murder? Her mother's idea, right? It's her
0: mother's. It, it's her mother's idea because her and Kevin Klein's character Joey Boca have never gotten along. But Tracy Ullman follows along with her, and what they do is—her her,
1: her mother is an immigrant who lives with them, in w- the lives house. with
0: them free of charge in their, the building that Kevin Klein is the super of, essentially. No, and, that's uh, his. That's their home. He owns other
1: buildings outside of. Yeah, she lives them in their house. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and
1: Kevin Klein is building is, very, very is like over of the pizzeria,
0: right? So, anyways, she finds out that Kevin Klein is cheating on her. Doesn't she try to kill herself? Uh, it seems just, like she, she, she did. She take a take, lot take, of pills, but t- then it just—that cu- is awkward, isn't it? Because then it just cuts to her. She the finds next out, day She finds out Kevin Klein is cheating on her at the library. Sees him smooching this young gal, uh, through a bookshelf. Oh, she has a very hilarious she, line though. Though you she know? runs into her bathroom and takes what seems like a large amount of aspirin or yeah. Advil, maybe aspirin.
1: Not enough though. Not, to wait, wait, is it just the sleeping pills that come up later? I, I thought it, it might have been, but like but I thought, I saw a label on them when she was taking them.
0: She she takes a lot of these pills, and it's I think it's left to be unclear whether or not she's trying to kill herself or or just calm herself down. But it is weird though because the line that they I thought linger was, on that scene a little bit. The line that I thought was really funny was when Devo is confronting her when she's like still very much unable to imagine this. This, you know, eventuality. Yeah, River Phoenix is trying to convince her. She's he he tells her before she even finds out the actual evidence that, she, that Kevin Klein is cheating on her. He's like, Your husband is a piece of shit. He's right. going upstairs under the auspices of that he's fixing your tenants' plumbing. Right. When in reality what he's doing is just fucking a bunch of women. He's fixing the pipes. You well, their yeah, their get, get it, Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's laying down pipes. No, I get yeah. it. He's fixing he's fixing their pipes, you know. Take the metaphor as you will. He's uh, fixing their vaginal
1: pipes. Also, at one point, (laughs) Heather Graham shows up. (laughs) Yeah, wait! What what is the Heather Graham thing about? Heather Graham is in this movie. Before she (laughs) was famous at all. Was the the
0: insinuation that she also was having sex with Joey or had sex with him once? Very unclear. There's the one scene. And we think maybe she's going to be, like, Devo's love interest because... (laughs) <laughs> or at least Rosalie, some kind of larger character. She's Rosalie's in like, one Devo. Scene. Before Heather Graham even comes into the scene, Rosalie's like, Devo, I get it. You have a crush on me, but it's cute. But, like, you know, I'm like t- t- way older and I'm married. Like,. So, like, just chill, man. You'll find a nice girl your age, and it'll be fine. And then, bam, immediately Heather Graham is in the scene.
1: Yeah. I, I, but I, then also, he clearly is not interested. Well, what, no, he's kind of making eyes at her. Like, you you think oh, maybe. I got the vibe that, uh, that like, he, he just, like, that clearly uh, Rosalie, like, wanted to, like, like, hey, like, 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 meet Devo, and he just did not seem excited and, about and, it. And it, is a, it is something that could be entirely excised from the movie he, yeah, yeah well, oh my it's god weird yeah, because, just chop it out well, i will yeah, say heather I li- graham for instance i like the scene where uh joey just goes out and he goes to the club and you mm-hmm. see his mo kind of as yeah he, yeah like honestly his his ability to just like like and his strategies for just like meeting women at the bar and convincing them to ditch the the, the dude they came there with he's to- got this amazing sort of like <laughs> i mean it would never work in real life with any like
0: Semi like intelligent human being like I I mean, Matt. Did you see his mustache his mustache? That's flavor saver he, he, uh, <laughs> His mustache is like full he, of semen He does, <laughs> he does <laughs> full of Piss he does <laughs> do this like great sort of the Pua moves where he's like kind of like yo Who's that zero you walked he, he, in with? He meets this young girl at a bar and he's like Are you here alone? Uh, and she's like no, I'm actually here with this guy And he looks over at the guy that she says she's here with and he and he goes That guy is like, I cannot believe a beautiful woman like you would be with such a man (laughs) as this. And she's like, by the way, fun fact, that woman in that scene is Kevin Klein's real-life wife.
1: Uh, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, yes. Oh, that's wild. And he actually specifically
0: requested she be in the movie.
1: Yeah. As in, like, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Phoebe Cates. Yeah, I was like, damn, I knew I recognized her. So,
0: so, So we get this scene where Kevin Klein is at the dance club just... Egregiously cheating and on his wife. <laughs> but then we also like, get him. I'm ta-
1: going to the club. I don't need to deal with this. I'm trying to cheat on you. I'm going to, go to the club. But then we also get him dancing. Yeah, which, which, is, pretty is, funny. which yeah. is pretty good. Which is pretty good. Wait, wait, what's the song playing again? Uh, ring my bell. Uh, oh yeah, ring, ring my, my bell.
0: Yeah. yeah, ring, ring the, ring the. Oh yeah, bell and, and, is and, a, and they've got Hall Notes playing there as well, right? <laughs> yeah, what I want you got flames. Speaking burns, of which, the right? We talked about Hall Notes earlier. Hell yeah. We, even if we don't try, we
1: weave in previous information. Amazing. You make a mid
0: dream. But the reason ooh, I bring ooh, up that scene is
1: because ooh, that kind of gives you an idea of just like what he's doing nightly. And so presumably yeah. he met Heather Graham in a similar way. Right. And then was just like, oh, you're, you're looking for an apartment? Oh, I, I manage a building. Oh, <laughs> come on <you> know. in. <laughs> yeah. and so, but it is funny that, that, that she never comes back. Yeah. She's just there And you think And, and he's like Oh no I can't Just show you Right now yeah, it's Come back introduced, tomorrow It's introduced guess, In this way that Like by any normal Film kind of
0: standards Would Would necessitate a further complication of anything. I, you know I, so what I mean? yeah, yeah, it was weird because it's like all the film language communicated that she was to return, and this is also <laughs> before Heather Graham became well known.
1: Like this is pre yeah, Heather she's a Graham baby, Heather being Heather like Graham. a well known. She, yeah, she's, pre pre roller girl. Yeah, pre spy who shagged me. Pre boogie nights. <laughs> yeah, pre so, pre so, the Hangover. So
0: Heather Graham <laughs> pre <pre-Austin laughs> Austin Powers too. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, it, the spy who shagged that's me what Pat in Pat just fact, said. almost twenty years pre Hangover. Yeah. So, anyways, um, she's not like a well known or famous actress. So, it's just very Wait, odd ever,
1: seeing her in this scene. Uh, have and, I ever told the story about the time that Heather Graham made fun of my friend's shirt at a party? No, but <laughs> no. what
0: was the shirt? Heather Graham didn't like your friend's shirt.
1: Uh, it, it, it's our mutual friend, Pat. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, from high school. Okay. Uh, this was at San Diego Comic Con, I believe in 2015. Yeah. Uh, my friend, Pat, who's <laughs> a good guy. Uh, Love Pat was wearing a a, a purple dress shirt. Uh, mm. I believe from Express. Uh, it was a nice. Clean I know exactly the shirt Yeah, (laughs) but he also he was wearing A t-shirt underneath it So you could see like the the t-shirt Collar. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our group of friends Were all ribbing him And joshing him uh, about His friends uh, uh, about His shirt. Well, because the previous year he had like Always underdressed and then He finally brought a nice shirt, but then he still wore This like he somehow failed. He still wore like A space camp t-shirt underneath it Yeah, he just didn't get it. Anyway (laughs) At one point, Pat, uh, you a goofy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, uh, he goes to like get a drink, and then at the same party, because uh, it's Comic Con, <laughs> and there's just like Graham there. Heather Graham go uh, walks <laughs> by him and just says, unprompted. By the way, you shouldn't wear that shirt with that T-shirt. Damn, Heather Graham. Heather
0: Graham just wow. ro- just, just roasting ca- other. First off, okay, look, Pat. I love you. You may very well have worn a shirt that did not work well with the button-down shirt you wore over it. But also, Heather Graham, let me say this about you. You walked past a stranger that you didn't know and just called them out for their shirt. You're a little bit of an asshole. No, 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 no. What if she was negging him and it it was a flirtatious move And and
1: Pat didn't pick up on it? Well, what, that's a whole other honestly thing Honestly, my favorite thing about it was At the time, Pat did not recognize her and, and so <laughs> Oh my god She she said this to him, and he went, ugh Thanks, and then walked away, (laughs) and then comes back and tells us about this. He's like, "Yes, this woman over there just like dissed my shirt," and then a few minutes later, I (laughs) point out, "I was like, like, oh look, Heather Graham's over there," and he goes, "What? That's the woman who dissed my shirt." (laughs) Oh my god! I hate her. Delightful. (laughs) That's that's frustrating to hear. Yeah, I mean, I I laughed. So hard <laughs> I, I, I Honestly I haven't Stopped laughing about it For four years
0: <laughs> I will just bring hey, it up that's the woman is like, a crazy lady Who dissed my shirt It's Heather Graham It's Heather Graham From The Spy Who Shagged From Me. The Spy Who Shagged yeah. Me Yeah What
1: if she was nagging him Whoa It feels like she was What if Pat could have been The Joey Boca To her Heather Graham Yeah Little teeny tiny Pat <laughs> Does Pat listen to this podcast Joey uh, Boca Yo Pat I love you
0: man You're short <laughs>
1: <laughs> but honestly, not
0: that short You're nah. a manlet Anyway a uh,
1: <laughs> Neither is, of you guys are comfortable with this This is a long way of saying Heather Graham is in this film
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Heather, Graham is, in Heather the Graham is in this film for one scene Two. Before she was famous She seems like she should be more important That's the point It's like yeah. a, a weird way to introduce somebody who She's is like just a red herring Throw away Even the per- Yeah, because the person Who Joey Boca is kind of like seeing when he's quote unquote plumbing is uh, (laughs) even comes back you know at the very end of the movie. She's in multiple scenes. Yeah, Yeah. she's like the recurring
1: fling. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: His his main squeeze in the uh, apartment building. But so um, there are four attempts on his life, (laughs) and like I said, he's the Italian Rasputin. Yeah, he refuses to die. Well,
1: one thing that I do love about it is how. one of the attempts on his life prevents the other ones. Yeah, the first attempt
0: on his life no, essentially no, 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 saves no, his no, life. Nope,
1: nope, 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 nope. The first one is when the Grant is right. when, uh, Rosalie's mother hires some guy yeah. uh, to assault him with a baseball bat. Yes. Well, to just and kill he... him, and he chooses to use the bat.
0: He chooses to use the bat, and then he He's out. jumps out of a bush to attack Kevin Klein. <laughs> Like right in front of his house Right in front of his house (laughs) Kevin Klein just (laughs) immediately like Bests him Bests him, yeah, yeah Like wrestles the bat away from striking his own head And then the guy freaks out, panics, and runs away And jumps over a fence And says wrong house And he's like, oh my god, this is the wrong house, I'm sorry (laughs) Kevin Klein's like, oh my god That was crazy
1: and then he just goes back inside and he's like, Baby. somebody tried
0: to bash on my head. Where's
1: my pasta and my peroni? <laughs> every time we talk about his voice, I like it more. I'm every more, time. I'm, I'm more like good accent. We're
0: doing a better accent than he Than did. Kevin Klein yeah. is. Yeah, th-
1: this is and why I'm I am like not even. I'm not even afraid
0: to say such a thing.
1: But okay. if I could do it, I would do it better. I would the, do it all the time. Well, <laughs> this, Matt, every so often you say a word and you just become bored. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, uh, when you say
0: better, better. (laughs) This accent, it reminded me, I don't know if either of you guys have watched Broad City. I still think of this scene that makes me laugh so hard. There's a scene when uh, Abby and Alana are having like brunch together or something. Oh, I know. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and she's doing like, oh my God, I love hearing people talk like uh, in Italian or something in New York City. It just reminds me of being in Europe and it's this Italian couple next to them. And she's like, it's just I, I hear it and the cadence is beautiful. Like, and like uh, Abby is laughing and she's like, oh, do a uh, German accent and do a an Australian accent. And Alana's, like, laughing and doing all these accents. And finally, Abby goes, like, oh, do a a Chinese accent. And she's, like, oh, my God. Why would I do a Chinese accent? It's 2016. That's incredibly racist. So I always think about that Broad City sketch. And I was, like, thinking about that, especially watching this movie. I was, like... We are gonna do Italian accents in this in this episode. Good, I'm gonna do it as, as <laughs> until it's not allowed. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the couples that I can also, do. Remember, and I was just like shout out to Broad City he's for just also talking
1: like Mario, and we're just doing Mario impressions. We're doing yes. Mario. It's if me. anyone's yeah. getting
0: mad, just no. It's Mario.
1: Wink, wink. Uh, nudge, nudge. That is
0: just uh, a <laughs> wink, wink Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wink, a wink of Mario. Um, it's me, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, Matthew. I love the spaghetti, and the meatball and the ravioli. I love the put the Parmesan cheese in the mozzarella. Okay. <laughs> that was so, so cartoonish. Yeah, who's laughing though? Well, you know
1: what? It's, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Guys, you're, you're <laughs> peeking on the microphone. Sorry,
0: sorry, too, sorry. We're having fun on the podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pour myself more rosé. <laughs> I'm thirty up on rosé and this stand with a glass. <laughs> this movie is so, so stupid. So the second
0: <laughs> murder attempt is the sleeping pills. So, <laughs> okay. So she tries... In tomato, tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rosalie tries to kill her husband by hiring a guy to beat him to death with a baseball bat. <laughs> it yeah. fails. Ha ha it ha, fails. Ha, ha Lol. So it funny. fails. Then she, with her mother... Um, decides to put a ton of sleeping pills in a uh, spicy gravy that <laughs> in us, in us. Wait, gravy? Gravy. Well, that's Which, what the That's the way, what you is call is pasta the, sauce. Is, is what oh. you call pasta sauce. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I, I'm not Italian. <laughs> I, I don't know these things. <laughs> and, I'm not yeah, and we're Irish <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not an authentic Italian man like you two here. So,
0: so they put sleeping pills in his uh, in his gravy on his spaghetti, and then <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kline. Eats it. He eats like he eight eats bowls. So much. <laughs> he eats eight bowls of spaghetti and like does
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, he, Kevin Klein
0: apart. eats eight bowls of spaghetti and does not pass out. Like and they, put, and, and they they're
1: like heaping the sauce on. Yes. there. Heaping,
0: yeah, it's big. Drowned in sauce, deep bowls, if you will. It and looks to
1: me disgusting. Yeah, as someone it, who hates tomato sauce. Okay, he's getting that's true. All Pat, over Pat his, hates tomato sauce. He's
0: getting it all over his white wife beater shirt that he's wearing <laughs> over his hairy chest of curly black hair. He, has, he gets a lot of sauce on his wife beater, which is funny. Yeah. And um, he does not pass out. So there's this long sequence of, you know, Tracy Ullman and her mother both trying to feed him multiple bowls of spaghetti with sleeping pills in it. And she will <laughs> which, not fall Which, first sleep. of all, also, grind he will it not up. fall asleep. Yeah, well, they they just don't put the of, hard pills in the sauce. There's no way that's going to melt. With the assumption that it will melt into the sauce, you've right. got to like mortar and pestle that shit. Yeah, pour I agree. the powder into the sauce. It's the only way it's going to work. <laughs> But honestly, I found those scenes kind of funny because Kevin Klein keeps eating the bowls of spaghetti, <laughs> that and then like, he's like funny. he's like sitting out with them on the porch and like chatting about how beautiful the weather is, and then he's like challenging them to games of Monopoly, yeah, and they're like, like "You're supposed to die. die." Yeah, and and Tracy Ullman and her mom are like, "You should be unconscious right now." But you that's the part where dead. it's so funny because like he's just you know he's eating doing the 30 bowls of, of spaghetti. Yeah, he's eating so much sauce. He's eating. Like three bottles worth of sleeping pills to to kill him. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, Yeah, hey, I took a big crap and I feel great. <laughs> he he, he and does poop and then, and then feel better. Tracy Ullman is like, Mom, I told you, he's like not human. He's his appetite, he's true. like some sort of animal. Yes. Some sort of beast. showy boca. <laughs> but yeah. he puts Which is everything they're calling bokeh. Italians like animals. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the characters within the movie are even stereotyping, you know, the Italian But he does caricature.
1: finally pass out. He does finally he does, pass yeah, out. Yeah, falls it, asleep.
0: Kind it, of. Yeah. Not, yeah, not 100%. It takes a so, bullet to the head for him to actually... So, yeah. He passes out, and then they're like, we, he, he's still alive. He's just sleeping now. Wait, when so, did... Hold on, hold on. We missed one. When did they do the ignition shit? What do you mean the ignition shit? The car ignition to blow up the car. That's earlier oh, in the Oh, right. You're they try, right. They the, try to explode him the, in a the, car. The, 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 the mother baseball tries tries guy to, fails. tries to
1: blow up his car, right. and, but then tries to stop it because Rosalie gets in the car as well, and then it just fails. I yes. thought it was just worth saying that that also. Yeah, you're right. But that, that's also, I will say, a thing that I, I think, in terms of the film, that could have been executed a bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of just like... Yeah. Because it, it's basically a Looney Tunes gag, but I feel like... I. Honestly, this is the part where I wish you had seen her out there at night. Like, uh, pretty agree. much planting yeah. a bomb in the car. Yeah, because yeah. this that is very, like,
0: Roadrunner Coyote kind it, of... It really is. You it's, might as well be. It's the Roadrunner Coyote meets <laughs> Casino. Like, she tries to... You want to yeah. fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> she, she tries to blow up her son-in-law, but then her actual daughter... Um, Rosalie up for the, like, tries to drive home to work with him. So she freaks out. She realizes they're both gonna get into the car and Honestly, potentially bad blow plan
1: up. on uh, On the mother's part. Yeah, well, the mom plan, is very like
0: Eastern promises You know she is. she's like weirdly she's like weirdly handy and like adept at like fixing things and like knowing
1: how things work and well, knowing people who can kill people she's yeah she's
0: principled in that it's like the only solution to infidelity is to murder the, the person who is like zero tolerance. Well, yeah, like I, a, one strike and you are out. Well, this is where I feel if like you do this. It, it is like dead. a semi-funny yeah. critique of uh you know, the potential for a very black and white view of the world that you know, very orthodox yeah. Catholicism or Christianity could like create in you where you're like you have failed this, therefore yeah. you deserve, you know, the ultimate punishment and there's no gray areas. Yeah. It's the true. one thing I feel like is like Kind of effective In this movie Where These Like These backgrounds Where they've sort of Culturally been um, Inculcated with Like this notion Of of, of Very black and white Morality Yeah Affects their very Non-amoral Or immoral Gray human brains In such a way That like They misinterpret How it should be Done in practice So that they're all Fucking up Yeah And they all kind of Are like worse people for it Yeah, I agree. I mean, like... Literally, when Joey Boca's unconscious and he's kind of waking up, Tracy Ullman is, like, feeling a little bit of regret and she goes to hug him and her, like, crucifix necklace falls into his mouth and almost (laughs) chokes him. And I thought that was, like, very funny. Yeah, Yeah. it is very funny. When she's, like, feeling regret for, you know... Despite the fact that you've been a serial philanderer and a cheater and an overall piece of shit Kevin Klein. like, I actually... Don't know if it the f- murdering you is justified, and she yeah, goes to give him a hug, and, and he chokes on the the cross yeah. of her own necklace that dips into his mouth <laughs> as she's hugging him. Yeah, it, it, it was a very funny scene. A I did funny like that. symbolic moment. Yeah, it yeah. made me laugh. Um, but but essentially, they, you know, Tracy Ullman and her mother both try to kill uh, Kevin Klein. It doesn't work. So what happens is they call up Devo. After okay, to be clear, Joey Boca is now unconscious. He's unconscious. He's like sort of dipping in and out of. You oh know, wait, wait, wait. Fully you're, you're also skipping ahead chatting. a little bit. Yeah, Joey Boca is unconscious. He's finally collapsed from the sleeping pills. Yeah, Devo has already <laughs> shot him in the head. Well, well, they call Devo over after they get him. Yeah, and they're like Devo, Drugged you love out.
1: Rosalie, right? They're kind of manipulating him. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, no, that, that, that's the thing. First he's unconscious, then they get Devo to shoot him
0: Right, and he kind of biffs it, he shoots him in the head We
1: also don't see it, like, uh, when this is happening, Devo is alone in the room and, And the scene is with Rosalie and her mom downstairs, and we hear the gunshot
0: Right, yeah and then they're it, still unable to like witness the act of killing him, they just want him dead. But right. it's like the classic. That also was funny to me. This their inability to like see it happen.
1: It's almost it's this thing yeah. where, but believing it, it's the right thing to do. Well, but <laughs> yeah. that's it. It's less that they actually want to murder him and like get revenge. It's more that they just believe he should now be dead. Yeah, it's like right. it's like it's almost like God should punish this man because of what he did he mm-hmm. should be dead i guess we'll make that happen but somehow. i like that because it's yeah. it's a very like yeah, yeah. it's the only it's again like i'm saying it's or
0: like i was saying before i guess like it's the only moment where the hypocrisy of a lot of people who wish to act righteously without acting like is kind of addressed in this indirect way right you know people <laughs> that are like this should happen and i truly believe it's right but I'm not going I mean I'm not going to do it. Like that oh, would yeah, be that I would can, be disgusting. Yeah, there's you know? no way I can personally pull the yeah. trigger. It's yeah. like I have these beliefs and I think they're actionable but like I mean I'm not going to I don't want do that it. on my <laughs> conscience. Yeah. I don't want blood on my own hands. Like that was yeah. like the only other really like interesting wrinkle in the in the movie for me. So what happens is they call River Phoenix Devo and they go, Can you please do this for us? He shoots Blam, but right? Even, in the head. It, blam, but he even looks away as he's firing the gun and so only proves to just graze Kevin Klein in the side <laughs> of his own head. Well, no, he has a bullet in his head if you look at the the scans later in the hospital. Like yeah, the bullet he, the thing he is, is Joey Book said- is just insanely resilient. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and... He's just like, learn, I have a headache. <laughs> oh, what like, well, My I head been? hurts. Do I have the flu? But what you learn is that all of the sleeping pills that um, Rosalie and her mother... Well, hold on. ...fed... Well, I mean, you learn this after Keanu and William Hurt well, come in, too. Talk but talk like, about
1: that. Uh, but, but, I mean... Ultimately, it, what you learn, though,
0: it. is that the sleeping pills that they fed him before River Phoenix or Keanu and William Hurt <laughs> shot him, <laughs> both of which do shoot him... Um, <laughs> Threes of which thre- Threes of which shoot him in the, in the in body, body. <laughs> So he gets shot multiple times But you realize that the sleeping pills Inadvertently help him In surviving The wounds that he has received Because they the slow sleeping pills his heart. slow down his heart Thereby slowing down the circulation system right? And thereby slowing down his blood flow so that he actually ends up not losing as much blood as he could have with the bullet wound It would that have been a fatal from. loss of blood had his rib right. been right So guys,
1: this movie is a guide to how to cheat death.
0: Yeah, you swallow a bunch of sleeping pills yeah. and be like shoot and me. And then bro. you're like you
1: can shoot me twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shoot
0: me two times. <laughs> two times. Do it two times. <laughs> and so um uh, River Phoenix shoots him. It lodges into his head, but it somehow fails to kill him. And he and has he some freaks blood out.
1: like splattered on the pillow.
0: Blood splattered on the pillow. He freaks out. He's like, "I can't do it, man. As much as I love Rosalie, I can't. I can't go through with this." So Rosalie also, and her Also, I will
1: say if Keanu played the River Phoenix role he would crush this scene he would mm.
0: here's the thing though i actually love keanu in the role that he plays no, that, that, that's i think the it's thing. one that's of he's the most. So it's one of the most i think okay so like not a lot of people will have seen this
1: movie and this movie is a very very weird one right but i think it is also available to rent on like amazon or you can get it on amazon prime iTunes and stuff. or youtube all these places
0: of all the roles i've seen keanu in so far he plays sort of ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He plays Ted-esque characters. This, to me, is one of those weird roles where he plays something different and unique. And as, as Kianosaurs, <gasps> which I would like what? to- What? You, never, Jake. you were saving that? Were you yeah. sitting on that? As Kianosaurs, which I would like to think Damn, the three dude, of us are at dude, this point. Dude, that's fucking Jake. We, <laughs> just nice, dude, that's great. Thanks, thanks bro. As, yeah, we will be using that. As Kianosaurs. I think that this is a very, very interesting role to to witness because he plays something very, very strange and something very, very different when he does this role. He plays somebody that seems perpetually on, if not high, then like on morphine, They're heroin. Addicts, heroin. Right. They're heroin addicts. They're sure. in the Pacific Northwest, they're heroin addicts. He's doing something very, very unique compared to any other role he's done up until this role. And so like, I wouldn't recommend this movie overall, but if you're a fan of Keanu Reeves and you're looking to get some different vibe out of any other characters that he's played, this is a really interesting movie to watch because he plays this guy that's essentially essentially perpetually on heroin and he he plays the role like that. He's like the way I was thinking about it was you know if 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 you've been following our podcast and you've already watched The Prince of Pennsylvania <laughs> which by the way is a movie nobody else has seen right he's like what that character would have developed into you know 10 years down the road or potentially more uh more likely Rivers Edge Rivers Edge right like yeah. this guy that's so it's cuz southern California or northern so, California so so you know, out of his own mind at this point that, like, he he, he almost can't function And properly. he's acting alongside William Hurt, which I think is
1: important. And they yeah, both like, work also, so well together. William Hurt also playing a very different role than he usually does. Yeah, yes.
0: William I, Hurt is, is also, yeah, he's got long, weird, <laughs> stringy hair. Yeah. He looks like a
1: Vietnam vet, kind yeah. of. You I th- would not normally think of Keanu and William Hurt as playing... Anyone related to each other in a movie.
0: I think this movie, generally speaking, is is bad. And it fails in what it's trying to do. But I think Keanu, if we're if we're doing a podcast about Keanu Reeves, I think this is a very, very interesting role to watch him in. Mean. Yeah. I think this I agree. is I think this is if you're looking to just watch you know, strange, underrated performances by Keanu. I think this is one of like the most interesting movies. Did you go check out? Yeah, he, he he basically has the Prince of Pennsylvania haircut, except with half his hair shaved off. Yeah, I will <laughs> and say like he, deep, dark bags under his eyes. He looks great. I mean, he looks yeah. so like, I mean, more so than William Hurt. He looks yeah. like somebody who is on heroin. Like he, I mean, it's played for laughs which is its own kind of dark comedy. I I appreciate right. it like I really, you know, as if if it was emphasized more that it was taking place in the Pacific Northwest, it would yeah. hit even harder because that was like a big problem, but right. like That's true. <laughs> it I think if you're doing a dark comedy, it is funny to cast sort of opiate junkies coming in yeah. to try and kill somebody and
1: just being so fucking brain dead and spaced out and like uh <laughs> Also, like, they've never killed anybody. Right. They don't know what they're doing. And a big part of this, like, the scene with them, because, like, everyone else, like, leaves the the bedroom and lets them just stay there to figure it out. And they are trying to figure out which side of the human body the heart is on. He's like, it's the
0: Pledge of Allegiance side. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's really good. And they still get it wrong and treat him on the wrong side. But I will say, Keanu has the line that I think made me laugh the hardest in the whole movie. Yeah. Which is when they see the baseball bat there, and they start talking, and it's like I don't know, it's like a a Reggie Jackson (laughs) edition or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're talking about, they're doing like the Reggie chant. At one point, William Hart says, "How many homers did he hit?" And Keanu is like thinking really hard, and he goes, "Fuck, shit, (laughs) (laughs) a bunch." Yeah, Yeah. I don't know, but like a bunch. (laughs) But just like his confidence, just saying a bunch. It's just a person clearly stoned out of their mind. I uh, I forgot to bring up the Tracy
0: Ullman line that I really liked as well from earlier, which is before she like maybe tries to kill herself with the aspirin or the sleeping pills is like Devo's like, well, like, what are you going to do if you're wrong? And he is cheating. And she's like, I, you know, I love him. I'll probably kill myself. And, uh, but then she's like, and, uh, you know, if that doesn't make me feel any better, I'll kill him. (laughs) I love that line. I think it's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all of the characters, including the ones that are justified in their feelings, like Tracy Ullman, you know, who is betrayed by her husband's philandering, you know. She's justified in her feelings, but not in her actions. Right. Like, her actions are equally extreme. She's like, Obviously, oh, you cheat on me? The only proper response is to murder you. Right. And to to her mom is you. so keen on, like, immediately undoing it, too. She's like, oh, baby, we'll kill him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, oh we'll kill your shitty <laughs> husband.
1: <laughs> so what basically then happens is they do shoot uh, Joey Boca mm-hmm. on the wrong side of his body, and they think it's done. In the chest, essentially. And then Joey gets up and comes downstairs. <laughs> and yeah, he's still not dead. And then what basically ends up happening is, and here's the thing. I wish we actually got to see more of this. Mm. Um, so William Hurt and Keanu. Uh, Their names are like Hartley and Bartley no, or no, 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 they're Harlan and Marlon. That's great. Harlan and Marlon, after they'd been hired, before they'd even been paid or done the job, started just talking about it in bars. Yeah. And then a guy who got picked up by the cops yeah. mentioned it. Uh, As part to, of like a plea deal or Because something. Uh, there's these two uh, cops that, that are regulars at the pizzeria That Joey Boca knows <laughs> and, and this guy <laughs> mentions to the cops And then they come to the house to investigate And that's what leads to everyone getting arrested yes. And I kind of wish we'd had a montage Of these two overeager drug addicts Very excited that they got hired To kill someone Just yeah. going around to all the different bars And just bragging about yeah. how they were going to be like hitmen <laughs> Right that, that's, I feel like that could have been Especially for like Keanu stuff so like a really funny scene, right? That we just didn't see. Like you just yeah. saw
0: that intercut until they get picked up for right. for the bragging. Meanwhile, like they are already like criminally like cross investigating like the mom and the and the wife and stuff. Yeah, that would be
1: great. Yeah, but yeah, and then ba- I agree. then basically we have this section where you know Joy Boca goes to the hospital and recovers, and then has this. His mom comes. You've never seen her yes. before. It's kind of weird that she arrives. Yes. Uh, but she does the
0: wonderful Italian move of whacking him in the head. He's like, Mom, I got a bullet in there. And she's like, you should have two, three, four, five bullets in your head. That's you need you to go apologize. Cheating on your wife. Yeah, because yeah. she has the same value system as everyone else. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, I mean, but I love it because she's like waxing in the head a bunch and then he's like, ow, the bullet and she's like, Oh my sweet baby. Are you I love you. Thing? I yeah. love you. Yeah. She loves her babies as much as she resents him for doing something that breaks. She was his, in the, the same sacrament experience. Of marriage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's <laughs> she smacks her son in the head. Multiple times while he's sitting in the hospital, as you do, yeah, yeah. as you do. It would have only been funnier um. if she had a big wooden spoon. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just brought it to the hospital casually, just in case yeah, she needs to use maybe it. Maybe need a big
1: whack in the head. Yeah, but I need then the he, smack of you. But then he vows to like change his ways. Yeah, and what's he, interesting he, he turns is that, that like that that woman that his mistress, his maiden mistress, let's say, shows up at the hospital and he's like, "No, you should leave." Yeah, you what, know what my what, question
0: is? What one of the theories I have is what if the shot to his head was essentially a frontal lobotomy? And so he's Honestly, actually... Not, not a bad idea. He's he's actually... He, he's been cured, but in the, like, old way where they used to chop the front of your <laughs> frontal cortex off do, or whatever. Do you remember that, like... It Phineas was like a, Gage? Phineas Gage, the psych 101 yeah, yeah, yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, Where the, the man th- who got, like, the railroad s- you spike. Know, spike shot up through, through his, his lower jaw and out the top of his head. And he was, like you know at one point this very friendly and agreeable guy who then turned into this piece of shit like aggressive mean you know yeah. quick to anger you know dude Phine- phineas gage the guy the man <laughs> the man who basically got like 20% of his brain you know removed and then became like an angry man lived. as a result lived did not suffer any particular like fine motor skill damage but um, had a very very definitive personality change as yeah. a result of the brain damage he received. So that's my theory about Joey Boca. Yeah, honestly, that's <laughs> a pretty a good theory. He's a Phineas Gage character. But then, and
1: then he he bails all of his attempted murderers out of jail right. pretty, This
0: is pretty uh, crazy, huh? Maybe like uh, somebody who got a frontal lobotomy. Yeah, I mean I did like this part of the movie I appreciated the, the thought which was just like, you know. Well, this is you, where it, is this going to go grim or is this going to be Undercut by a sort of hope or a glimmer of yeah, hope. Yeah, you, spe- you spend eighty percent of the movie watching this. You know, this guy just fuck around and cheat on his wife, and and then you know a bunch of different characters throughout the movie, all try to like collectively figure out how to murder him without getting caught, and they fail. He survives, comes back, and then essentially forgives everybody that tried to murder him because he.
1: Realizes so that he
0: was a piece of shit, right? I think like he realizes is- that he deserved what he got in some weird way, yeah. And it reaffirmed his own uh, love for his wife and the fact that well, she he's just had- he's so Italian.
2: <laughs> that he needed,
0: he needed a confirmation of a, a sort of fiery, spicy sausage, a sort of uh, love for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he needed yeah, the, yeah. And I feel like this is also kind of consistent with <laughs> how he always was, right? Because he was always a guy who made friends with everybody and liked everybody and is friendly to everybody. Yes, and so true. and like he loves all the women, <laughs> which is a problem. But yeah. then, but he also you can see him being like you know, I, I get why they were trying to kill me. Like, oh, uh, sure, yeah, I, 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 I right. fucked around. I was kind of a bad guy. Another act of passion is nothing yeah. but, like, an understandable move for him. Right, yeah. but it's just like, you know, he doesn't even, like, really know the hitmen, but no. he bails them out of jail. And, and
0: not only that, but the hitmen don't know him. Right. Like they they don't like <laughs> they Keanu all... does not remember who he is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Wait a minute." And the weakest part who of the, this whole thing to me still is also like his children, who are like they're like not involved. They're just like placeholder. They're just like these pieces that get shuffled into a scene That's largely true. largely to like create highly empathetic small moments like in the movie Parenthood kind of where like he's being sweet with his children to, I guess, I think, interject some kind of humanity into him before they, like, re- before he's just completely just, like, relegated to this, like, realm of being a cartoon Italian. Mm-hmm. But, like, I found it upset me more than, than not. Because, like, you know, he was a piece of shit and a philanderer. He cheated. He was a bad guy. Um, but they kept doing these moments where he was, like, a fairly dedicated dad who yeah. was, like, highly devoted and aware of his children and like wrongly or rightly trying to affect their perception of the world and their development, yeah. And uh, was engaged in that way, and it was uh, weird. And then it was they're weirder. just I gone agree. for like the entire murder caper, which they should have been at home for the whole time. It's like a completely, missed opportunity. Like, completely yeah. traumatized. Yeah, where <laughs> just are Screaming, they? Where just where like children. Dad's covered in blood. Just like <laughs> they should have been. Just like fucked. I don't know where they were, and then they just conveniently appear when everyone's
1: better and he's forgiven them and they're all in the jail. But like imagine the comedic possibilities with like Keanu and William Hurt like and encountering the, kid, the kids. Those kids yeah.
0: yeah. I agree. That that's, been very that funny. felt like the weakest that felt like the most egregious example of like more so even than Heather Graham, which was pretty bad. Of like these to characters, be fair, Heather had, like, Graham's not famous when this movie comes out. No, so no, not, but I don't even mean yeah. in terms of her just that relative fame. Just like in terms wh- of why is she there? Yeah, why is she? Yeah, there? I her agree. importance to the people involved in this reality. Was that like right. a
1: weird deleted subplot? Yeah, it feels that like Should have gotten one. removed from the movie. But his kids is like, all... like
0: unacceptable to me.
1: Honestly, what what I feel about this is yeah. is that especially with things like Heather Graham showing up and not returning. Uh, And the kids not really being utilized Yeah They could have built a a big sort of a Like, screwball comedy, like climax with all these people showing up at the house and the murder trying to happen and them trying to drown out the, yeah, the, the right. murder with the sound of music and stuff like that. But then, for some reason, like, Heather Graham showed up at the house and he had told her to stop by, and then the kids are there, and then, and then like, maybe the kids' friends come over <laughs> something like that. And, yeah. and while they're trying to also stage a murder, and then there's these weird drug addicts, just like, like, in the house who? But like, then Joey Boca doesn't die And he keeps waking up and walking downstairs Just with
0: blood pouring out of him And everyone's like ah, And they're like mommy what's going on with daddy And she's like he's fine It's tomato sauce <laughs> It's gravy yeah. and he's But like, like, I have the flu children don't worry All, all puking
1: the pieces blood. are there yeah. for that And so it, it's kind of surprising that they didn't Go with it that way But also it seemed like they They, they were almost outside of like like a couple of performances, they were almost afraid to go as like big and wacky as I felt like it like wanted to. It, got, so it, it could have. have
0: been like Weekend at Bernie's almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like, like that I, level of
1: absurdity. I
0: agree with you that that, I think, is the fundamental problem with the movie is that it's it's based on a real-life story, so I think that the filmmakers wanted to pay some sort of... To How the, do you think
1: the real guy felt about Kevin Klein's performance? I know, right? That's <laughs> what I was thinking about the whole time. I was
0: like, "Look, this is based on a real yeah, situation." I wonder, if, I wonder if they had the a reaction. The guy survived. His wife tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. She was released from jail. Like, and I can when almost they guarantee. You, I love you, Dad. It wasn't as funny to them. I can almost guarantee you <laughs> that they didn't have as much hilarious fun with it as they did. That's in what the I movie. mean. Like, this is based off a situation that. You know, people tried to commit an actual murder and it was not funny to them. This was like a serious situation. This mo this story gets publicized in a newspaper, and you have some screenwriters, potential screenwriters, and some filmmakers that all go like latch on to this idea. Uh, they go, Jake, oh, this is a great an, idea. We have
1: one screenwriter. Oh, sure. what is right. this? This is so oh, funny. Oh, this sounds
0: so funny. Let's like adapt this. I'm going to turn this into a screenplay, it's going to be a dark comedy um let's let, let's send it out but it's all based off of this very very real very very upsetting turn of events in this family this italian family in Allentown Pennsylvania and um and yeah like how did they react when they this saw is, this movie in theaters this is a thing that what i've thought they, about before just like yeah.
1: this with with other examples yeah uh in term, when it, especially when it's like a A real life incident Being turned into a Like somewhat comedic movie Yeah But it's You know You've got something like Pain and Gain Yeah, uh, Yeah The Michael Bay movie Where It is a movie about These guys who Like murdered who like tortured and murdered people yeah and uh, and then got sentenced to death for it it's this horrifying story yeah and then it gets turned into this like nihilistic ultra dark comedy yeah are then you i mean you have something like it's but not, that's
0: different because those people all got sentenced to death they did they did Were and they and all and it fits michael bay's nihilistic sort of
1: anti-humanist approach to anything right but i, yeah, but, that's I true. But, but i wonder like what what did like the families of the people who got murdered. Feel about it Yeah That sort of thing
0: But like uh, To play this This stuff To to them Is very very
1: Insane tragedy As like a broad Right Or like um, comedy You know the uh, The movie The Informant Yeah Yeah. The Soderbergh movie Yeah Based off the real story Exactly Also like a you know, a real story about this guy who caused a lot of people, a lot of difficult times. And it's a wacky comedy. Yeah. And, but, and then the sort of like the flip side of that is there's the new, uh, the Noah Hawley movie, uh, Lucy in the sky with Natalie Portman coming out soon that premiered at Toronto, like last week, people don't seem to like it very much. Oh, but man. that's based on a true story that seems comedic on page, yeah. especially because of the whole adult diapers aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sure. th- th- the whole thing with like, oh, this uh, this this astronaut she comes back from space. And then has, like, basically, like, becomes a criminal and, like, kidnaps someone. Yeah, right. And um, and it seemed, like, on paper, like, oh, that'll be a dark comedy along the lines she of these. She needs to put on diapers to drive as far as she wants to <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah. But instead, that's being played as, like, a very serious, like, somber movie. Yeah. And uh, where it's, like, uh, like when interviewed about it, everyone involved is like, no, we didn't want to, we, we weren't going to make light of this. We wanted to take it seriously.
0: But it, this movie is different yeah. because everyone lived. Well, yes, everyone does live. So it's not even they like a murder from their own like, love. What? Yeah, right. So like they like the kind of what would what could be considered cheesy Hollywood resolution of this seemingly out of nowhere just forgiveness of everything that occurred is based is based off of uh,
1: a, an actual didn't event. the wife still go to jail for four years? She, she didn't went go to jail, jail for four years, four years which, which is and was not what happened yet. Yeah, I, well, I mean, this is one of those things where, again, it is inspired by a true story. The names and locations and details are changed. Well, and this so, was
0: this was my point was that I was going to make was like, it's like fair use, or it's one of these things where you yeah. can kind of just be like, I love the like broad stroke. I love the sort of like narrative twists of this story, but fuck you, I'm changing. Okay. Enough to like, you can't sue me, you can't be mad. Right, right? like you like, can steal from real life, but twist it enough that yeah. you can get away with you're it like, without being like, I'm not actually making a movie about that particular I'm story. I'm gonna say I'm making based it a about true story, but I won't even say which one. Uh, you, everyone can find out very easily, but I'm not <laughs> even, but I'm just, I'm within the exact limits of it made of me the law. <laughs> it made me appreciate fargo again which by the way is, is a John movie that opens up with, with based on a true yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. and literally joel and ethan cohen have said they they had it prefaced with based on a true story essentially to fuck with the people that were watching yeah, the movie yeah. it's a complete lie that movie <laughs> is based on no re- true story at all right they just and they're, it was they're doing it way. because it was an effective way to like hit home to the audience that like um, it, they, could, they could make them in their made-up story feel more uncomfortable than they otherwise would have watching it, thinking erroneously that this movie somehow was connected to a real-life event, which it wasn't, and they knew that. They were fucking with the audience. It was a very, very specific choice made by them, and I think this is a good thing to bring up because we've been talking about how this movie feels Coen Brothers-esque. Yeah. Um, this is a strange thing that movies play with a lot, there's, there's plenty of movies that base their storylines on real life events. People will always go like, oh, this is based on a true story. And suddenly you're an audience member watching the movie and you're like, oh, I'm going to give this way more weight than I otherwise would have. Right. You know, as this I'm watching the movie, human oh beings. shit, this was actually something that people did in real life. This is completely fucked up. I can't believe the insane darkness that you know hu- <laughs> that like humans are capable of you yeah. know what 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 like deep and abysmal depths can like humans reach I mean still a- as far pain as it interaction has my fa- has one of my
1: favorite things which is the part where yeah. it, it cuts from the rock Grilling severed human hands On a barbecue to just the text This is still based on a true story Right
0: like there's some weird Way that filmmakers can use That as a as like a way to like Emphasize you know How much impact that their story Is gonna have on the audience that's watching Pain and Gain is a good and a bad example Though in relation to this movie I love Pain and Gain Good movie it's a great movie and Like I totally agree with your assessment That it like kind of is the most distilled encapsulation of, uh, you know... Michael Bay's worldview. His worldview is, is very much effectively captured in that movie. Um, but he goes about it through a, a bunch of different methods that are not here.
1: Right. You know? Like, th- that is a movie that is also very happy to, like, you know, exaggerate things and go big and, and almost surreal. And this is a movie that... I will say, I enjoyed this movie, I think, more than Jake did. Me too. Yeah, I think I I, I, don't, I don't really like this movie.
0: I think this is a bad movie. I think it's worth watching. Yeah. I I think I, it's worth watching only if you like
1: Keanu Reeves. I, I, I honestly yeah, no, had I a fun time. Yeah. I think it's like, uh, it's a movie that, the thing is like, I think there is a very good movie here with yeah. like this material, and I wish it was that very good movie. Honestly, you know when I was sure. told? When? You
0: know when. <laughs> I, because I loved Kevin Kline's Stereotyped Italian man Performance And (laughs) when they finally remove the bullet From his And they pull the spaghetti out And there's a piece of spaghetti On the bullet that they remove from his stomach During the autopsy (laughs) I don't know if I laughed harder (laughs) in a long time I, I mean, like, that's so... Like, there's so much there. What a potent image. <laughs> no, ima- there's not. Shut the fuck up, Jake. No, that's good. What it's a potent a, image. is so fucking dude, stupid. It's, you know, it's great. Jade.
1: He ate so much spaghetti. Oh, he's Italian, so there's spaghetti on his bullet wound. Come on. What do you mean? <laughs> but he ate the sp- They... they, they, they Put the sleep meals and the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, two to one. That's like the movie in one image. Yes.
0: that is truly. yes. that's right. And honestly, <laughs> uh,
1: guys, we should wrap this up. All right yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, Does anyone have any final thoughts? I Well, we're in agreement, I feel like, Pat. Yeah. and we're you just you know and Matt and Pat
0: like this movie. I think this movie is stupid.
1: I mean, sure. I'm not saying it's not stupid, <laughs> but I'm saying I had a, a pretty fun time. It's a good kind of stupid, yeah, right, 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 saying. right. Okay. Yeah, and I, I but I think we're scene. all in agreement that it's a good Keanu performance. We're yeah, all in that agreement. That rose, looking. I love our rose, Dude. and we <laughs> are all
0: drinking rose. We are, while we are all here. been a talking about this movie. Decent amount of rose uh, and rose. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode brought to you by rose. Yeah, this is what four out kind of rose? Four five bottles of rose. Well, let's talk about our me, sponsor. This is uh, La, La Vie Vier
1: Ferme. La Vie Ferme. Uh, nice and cheap. You can get it almost anywhere. It's got a rooster on the label. This Two episode. Roosters.
0: This episode of Can't Get Enough of Keanu is brought to you by La Vie Ferme. Uh,
1: no, no, Ferme. There's Ferme. no uh, accents. I like go on the last uh, La Vie Ferme. Well done, Jake. And and on that note, I just want to say uh, thank you to Brian Host for our theme song. Thank you to ML and for our artwork. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keanu Podcast. If you want, send us an email keanopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, it would be great if you could maybe rate and review us on iTunes, because that helps people find the podcast. Uh, you can talk about these episodes, uh, speculate about things we say uh, on our subreddit, r slash Thrillums. Uh, Jake, you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can... <laughs>
0: You can actually follow me on Vero now. I have a Vero account, and it's at the real JT. Fuck you. Spelled at at? at the little at symbol. Jake's looking at his phone. (laughs) T-H-E-R-E-A-L-J-T. Follow me on Vero. There's certainly good stuff on there.
1: I'm So happy right now <laughs> the real JT the real JT on Vero. Yeah, so can, I, that- can I reiterate also
0: while we're here? Um, please um, I Am primarily the person who runs the Instagram <laughs> <laughs> I Do a mediocre job at it But what I would like to emphasize because I've only done this once before is please if you've got any fan art That you have uh, for Keanu Fan art memes Fan art memes Photoshop Just whatever Anything relevant Anything related um, I will probably accept a lot of it And put it on the official Instagram So if you've got it Please send it to me
1: um, And just send it to the Gmail that we have Yeah Yeah at gmail.com. Yes And on that note Thank you Be excellent to each other